Happy New Year, dude. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's Every, great to see you. Yeah, the world is now normal and everything's better again That's because right. it's 2021. Uh, nothing in the world is now wrong and everything has been corrected. Exactly. It was like I woke up and uh, it was like the dream, the nightmare was over, Jared. Yeah. You know, but uh, uh, we're at least here to bring some joy into your day today with our episode about sports no, culture. I never. I never well, yeah, Jared, don't Jared's not Jared's not here for that, but uh, I'm definitely. I don't here have a problem with that. bringing joy, but I, that's I, I can't guarantee that. You can't get. Are you sure you don't want yeah, to guarantee no. it? All right, fair enough. Um, what do you do for New Year's? What, what did you do I for New Year's? I did not really do anything. What if to you told? Honest. What if you just told me? Uh, you know, I, I had a couple people over, 10, 11 people. We, yeah, I just, uh, had a, I just had a rager because it was becoming 2021, so there were no uh, uh, no concerns or no issues. You know, <laughs> clean slate, Jared. Yeah, we because I knew, slate. even though there's a pandemic happening right now and it's terrible, we knew that we'd be going into 2021 when everything would be better, so it would be fine. I will say and that logic is foolproof. I will say this though. There have been a lot of good things that have led up to 2021. I mean, if you think about just the scientific development of vaccines, the fact that we've gotten mm-hmm. a vaccine, numerous vaccines for this. I remember six months ago, I was talking to a couple friends of mine. One's finishing medical school in Chile. One's a, a, an MD in Germany. And both of them were telling me, yeah, we don't really think there will be a working vaccine until 2021 or 2022, right. like the end of 2021. And uh, so it's pretty well, I crazy. Think that's when I will get to some parts of the world, though. At that, point that's in time. true. Um, yeah, and like the technology, and when that—that's why they were able to do it so quickly—is just the innovations and technology of like the testing of of, of however. They, I'm not going to say big words that I don't know, but um, I do know that medical technology has sped up the uh, the testing process. Um, so you said you did nothing, and obviously that means you didn't go anywhere. You, you didn't like you know really. You didn't have a Zoom happy hour. Sure. Nope. But you, 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 do you just hung out up here like it was any other night? Yeah. You didn't even yeah. hang out with your family? I mean, we spent some time. We, uh, we. <laughs> I think I saw them uh, in passing. When I had to go to the bathroom. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I we, said I. <laughs> exactly. We, I mean, we we had dinner. Um, you know, we relaxed a yeah, little okay, bit, at like six o'clock. Uh, sure. Watched. No, we had dinner at like uh, like four o'clock. We had an oh, early right. dinner. Yeah, yeah, early dinner, which wow. was maybe a bad choice. I think maybe we should have waited and had dinner later because that's tough. Because then you get hungry around at a weird time though. Because yep. then I started to get hungry at like eight or nine. Uh, not which, not only that, but then around that time you start getting sleepy, which actually happened to me because uh, yesterday I told you I used my new air fryer. That was exciting, but I used it at four o'clock, mm-hmm. and so I ended up making um, dinner at nine o'clock. <laughs> How long does it take to use the air fryer? It's quicker than the oven, that's for okay. sure. So, um, like I was actually l- listening to people talk about it today, and they were saying like. Um, like for example, you could make like a like someone made a whole chicken in like forty five minutes, uh, but yeah, it's just quicker. It's a convection oven essentially, mm-hmm. and so um, it's yeah, it's it's quicker than, than an oven. Do you know what a convection oven is? It's where it uses uh, well, it's different. An oven uses heat that like blows, right? No, that's or convection. The, oh, okay. Well, there you go. The oven uses just uh, like the it generates heat the, from the coil, and mm-hmm. it, like I don't know, I'm not. Now, I'm this not is probably an oven the wrong term, engineer, but it like radiates the heat onto <laughs> right. it, and then the convection uses air, uses hot of, right? air, yeah, yeah, and it swirls hot mm-hmm. air, and that's what an air fryer is, is essentially a convection oven. Um, but it's more efficient than like hitting convection mm-hmm. on your, you know, normal oven. Speaking of New Year's Eve, though, I do want to mention one thing. I have decided I'm going to make 2021 
for me, the year of books and documentaries. And so I started mm. watching a couple World War II documentaries on okay. Netflix, which were kind of interesting. Um, I, just, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't have any specific topics, but how'd you choose the World War the World War II? They were just topic? two of the new releases on Netflix oh, okay. that, you know, but they were pretty cool. It was one of them was like uh, biggest moments in World War II in color, which was pretty interesting. There were mm. some stories in there that I, I didn't know about. And then uh, yesterday I watched, uh, uh, which was New Year's Day, watched the uh, an episode on uh, called the Medal of Honor mm. about this uh, Polish American guy who went uh, and basically charged this group of uh, German machine gunners in Italy. Uh, you know, because the uh, American troops were coming up through Italy, and so it was it was a really crazy story. The mm. guy ended up uh, sadly dying of his efforts, but because of his more or less kind of his sole efforts, not to diminish the efforts of the troops that were helping him, but it seemed like his charge was the thing that made them able to advance. Mm. And if they wouldn't have been able to advance there, uh, the Americans might not have been able to take Rome. So anyways, it was an interesting documentary. So I just kind of nerded out on, on New Year's Eve. Okay. All uh, right. Nothing special. It was weird to wake up. I think this has probably been one of the first New Year's days I've woke up. I haven't had a hangover. Um, I've woke up. I felt pretty fresh. You know, I didn't have to wake up to an alarm. Just kind of relaxed, woke up, and yeah. felt good. It was a honestly kind of a good way to bring in the new year. Sounds like it. I'm kind of jealous. I'm kinda, what, what, I mean, what did you do? I don't know why I'm jealous. It's not I <laughs> right. You you just I had enjoyed such a myself too. I, you know, I had a couple of people. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> had um, a rager. So um, we uh, what did we do? Uh, you know what I? Why I, I, I cannot help myself every year, but put on. Damn Anderson Cooper! Uh, and <laughs> oh, did you watch the ball drop? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. I did. I, I, for some reason, I always insist on putting it on. We watched it in Toronto last year, um, and I don't remember what I did the year before that. But I find it so—it's um, such terrible entertainment. But I find it very entertaining. Mm. And this year was especially what, good. What's entertaining about it? It's just—you know what it is. It's honestly just. It just gives me something to watch, you know. Like it, it's just, it's just like hey, it's New Year. Like I kind of want, like I don't know. I just, just, it, it's it, honestly, it gives me real podcast vibes. Like mm. I, I love a, po- a good podcast, uh, and it gives me podcast vibes because it's just people essentially, fi- like chatting for <laughs> four hours. <laughs> right. How, how so, long do you watch the whole thing? Uh, no, I probably turned it on at like. T- 9:45, 10 o'clock ish, and then also I wasn't just sitting down in front of TV. So like well, I walk away, they have come performances back. too, right? Have or guests, is it right? Yeah. And so, what guests did they have on? It was so that that's what made this year so special about it was I don't want to say it was cringy, but it kind of was. Uh, what was cringy? Well, because about they were doing like Zoom guests, and so right. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen were together. And they have an interesting relationship. They're they're like uh they have such a not a weird relationship. They have a very they're clearly friends. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting seeing like these like friends talk. And then it's always fun every year to see a drunk Don Lemon. Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah, that's a New Year. That's at this point for me, that's a New Year's tradition. <laughs> just seeing a drunk Don Lemon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've seen I've seen him drunk live the past like three or four New Years, and just seeing him 
most likely say something that he probably shouldn't say. And then it, always at some point during uh, his his segment, which was kind of shorter this year. I didn't see much of him this year, but I did see him. Uh, usually at some point, it's like you're like, this guy's like a CNN news reporter. And mm-hmm. he's just drunkenly like, <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Fire him? Well, I mean, obviously at this point. I feel like it's in the contract that he needs to get drunk because he does it every year. Right. So I clearly there's no, like his bosses aren't like, hey, all right, listen, calm down. Clearly they want it. Maybe they don't want it, but clearly they don't have a problem with it. I he's bet been you, doing it for years. I bet you maybe they have like a drink limit where they're like, all right, Don, like by 10, you're allowed to have like three. Oh, my by, God. By, you know, 1130, you can have five. They have him know. on a regimen to get right. him to that nice drunk spot. Yeah, you got you to gotta coast <laughs> up to it, Jared. You can't just. There's a know. producer there specifically. Specifically, just perfectly doling out drinks. He's like, she's like, hey, drink this ha- half of this beer, just half. <laughs> have a little water. Have a little water. You're yes. going on air yeah. in 20 minutes. Yeah. Need a little water. Yeah. All right, right. Yeah. You're right, looking right. a little flush. Yeah. yeah. Hey, sip the shot. Sip the shot a little right. bit. Sip oh man. Shot. Have yeah. a little Gatorade. Have we a little need, Gatorade. Yeah. You need some electrolytes in you. <laughs> right. Right. Have some bread. Have... Oh man. Hey, I, a little I wine, did. Little wine. I will say though, I did watch the ball drop, and it was this weird feeling, man. I actually did not watch the ball drop okay wait maybe i did i guess i did oh you know i kept making jokes because it was this was really kia's night kia and planet fitness whoa oh, the <laughs> advertising and i was just I, I whatever that song that they sing when when the uh you know the oh all forgotten be forgotten every whale be saved whatever song that is okay um old lang syme I, I i know i know what song you're talking about <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, know they, the they kept flashing back yeah. to the clock, mm-hmm. which was this Kia clock, and I kept being like, "This is a, this is a smart <laughs> marketing like, strategy." I was like, I "Drive guess. yourself into 2021 with the new." Oh, Kia. geez, there you go. <laughs> I was like, "Resolve to have a new 2021 Kia in your life." <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I envisioned to have 2021 be a good year, Jared. Is During a brand the new entire Kia. ball drop, and now that I think about it, uh, I, I don't know how my partner is still with me. I was just making driving and Kia puns because nice. they just kept flashing to the kia nice. clock <laughs> okay um but so I, it was a kia clock or, or was it like planet fitness hands because that would have been really fitting no no but the planet fitness um or was just the commercials all the dur- time during the you know they had like little zones where they had uh uh, uh essential workers mm-hmm. like you know maybe a maximum of four to these little zones in Times square so they didn't obviously have people there but they had a little bit of people and um planet fitness was had the whole area so like there were no joke there must have been hundreds of wacky waveable inflatable tube men nice with planet fitness on on them and then you could see like you know plasters and like Mm -hmm. posters in in the background and stuff and like the you know with the uh you know the the stages that were built they had like planet fitness banisters on them and stuff like that it was just planet fitness up um, but anyway, you were talking about the Good ball drop. American I, I do know what you're right talking there. about. That you mean the silent ball drop? I just mean the ten, nine, eight, seven. You know when the ball yeah, comes yeah. down. Happy New Year! You know that that ball drop. Yeah. Do you expect? What do you expect? Uh, I, I like the old school. It looks kind of like a disco ball that but, comes oh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. You, what you know, mean. and I don't expect anything. It's just I, I watched the ball drop this year online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny, dude. I was sitting right over there, wow. watching online. Um, hey, and- mom, dad, happy new year! Right, and then you turn back up your wor- World War II documentary. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, the the weird thing is, dude, it's just strange to uh, you know to uh, contrast this year's New Year's with last year's and the year before mm-hmm. because um, 
you know, this has been the first year I've been back in the States to spend New Year's in a while. And a couple of years back, we spent New Year's together in Chicago, which was a great time. Yes. A uh, yes. great way to bring in. That would have been, what, 2018? No, 20? not at no, all. No, no. It was when we were, we were in college. Were we still in college or were we out yeah, of we college? Yeah, dr- we drove from college. To Chicago. Yeah. So senior year, so 2014. Maybe it's 24. I guess it must have been 2014 because yeah. I was 21. Yep. So yep. it must have been 2014. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. You really got that way off. Yeah, completely off. <laughs> Couple we years. were definitely in college when that yeah. happened. Okay. Um, so um, what was I going to... Oh, you asked about guests. I remember a few guests. Um, one of them was Mariah Carey. Classic. Okay. That was definitely an awkward interview. Oh, another one. Another one was Cameron Diaz. She was there too. That was a pretty fun interview. She seems like she's a good time. They and they all kind of played like some sort of game, except with Mariah Carey. <laughs> First of all, uh, she she seems like uh, like uh, she does not seem like a fun person to hang out with. Right, Carey. That way. Why is that? Um, well, she's just like she's very. Does she like, seem uptight? She seems like a politician. A lot of these. Uh, celebrities that came on. Oh, Pitbull was there. He, Pitbull and Mariah Carey. Worldwide. They really seem like the politicians of celebrities. Not Pitbull though, right? Yeah. He like, did? Yeah, like what he was, because he was talking about like some sort of uh, charity or something that okay. he was like part of. But just the way he talks just sounds like he's like, you know, uh, you know, Andy or whoever he was talking to. Um, uh, uh, essential workers are, are, are the back, backbone of our society, and that's why I put together this uh, this organization to. And it's just it sounded like a politician of celebrities. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they are they talking from the heart or did someone write this for them? That's what I'm saying. Are they reading from a teleprompter? And then Mariah Carey, she doesn't. She's not. She's just. She just seems like she's tough to talk to because. Mm. So first of all, it was so funny. So they were talking about her Christmas album, and it's like in that song. Um, all I want for Christmas, and the song is you. "All I Want for Christmas" keeps breaking records. It's amazing. And she's like, "Well, I didn't just make it. Just so you know, I I wrote that song." And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, I know." And she's like, "Well, you said I recorded it." He's like, "Oh, okay, sorry." <laughs> hey, she just wants to get full credit for her masterpiece. And then, and then, like, it, it was so funny too because um, you've heard you've heard the isolated vocal track of just her. Yeah, that's rough. It's rough. It's it's, rough. it's pretty funny. And then there's one other clip of her at a different time where she was singing and she couldn't hit the note, and then she would like she stopped from trying to hit the note. And oh just yeah, let the, and then, yeah, and let the like the thing do it the you know the monitor do it mm-hmm. and then she was like just so you know the song hit number two on the charts or whatever number one on the charts <laughs> you probably said while like well every year it spikes up right yeah. around christmas time i mean it's crazy um and then also um what else oh yeah also during one during her interview i mean you know andy and 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 andy cohen and anderson cooper are outside and there's music playing and j-lo is playing in the background and uh, Mariah Carey's like, what's that song I hear in the background? She did not seem happy with J-Lo being played on top of her interview. You got to play All I Want for Christmas <laughs> is You in the background. But it's New Jared. Year's. You don't play All I Want for Christmas at New Year's. And you, also, do, you do when Mariah Carey's your guest. That music Jared. had nothing to do with the interview. Like That was just the ambient music for mm-hmm. like... To sort of sync up that with the interviews that they're doing. And then Mariah Carey also seemed like she was kind of late. I'm just saying. Because they brought her up like six times. And she's she's like, all right. And, and uh, Mariah Carey's coming up right after this. And then she didn't come up. And it's like, right after this. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I never thought about that. What the... What the uh, consequences would be if you're late for a television and then, appears, they, just kept, yeah. and they just kept vamping and chit chat right. and, uh, and then eventually and after like, this key commercial we'll be bringing you Mariah Carey 
<laughs> Mariah's uh, driving up in her Kia Sorento right now. Right. Um, For one ninety nine a month, you can join Planet Fitness. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, listen, I I I make fun of Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, but I keep coming back and I keep watching. So mm. they're doing something right, I guess. Yeah, it's it's entertainment. Yeah, it's purest form. That's yeah. what it is. It, 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 even the parts we didn't like, still like we enjoyed just shitting on, you know. Mm. <laughs> or we'd be like, who is this person? Because there were a bunch of other. Oh, another great uh, guest. Snoop Dogg was there. Oh, hell yes. And I didn't actually watch that at the time because he was, uh, you know, obviously representing the West Coast. So he talked to them after our East Coast New Year's. Mm -hmm. But I saw a clip of Andy Cohen asking him all the different places that he smoked. And, uh, and, and <laughs> the places were ridiculous. He was like, the DMV? <laughs> and and uh, He smoked at the DMV? No, he, no, he oh. was, that's, what the, that's what he was asking. And Snoop mm. Dogg was like, no. And then he was like, a bris? What about a bris? Do you know what a bris is? No, what is that? That's the Jewish uh, ceremony of, of uh, circumcising oh, a baby. Okay. Um, and, and But the funny part was listening to Anderson Cooper's high-pitched laugh in the background every time he'd bring up a new place. It was so... It was so funny. That's hilarious. It was so funny, and even Snoop Dogg was laughing too. He was like, "This is he." Uh, it was funny. It was funny, but uh, Snoop Dogg has a great laugh too. It's a very chi- like I don't know. He has a good Snoop laugh. Snoop Dogg is just the he's the MVP man. He's, he's America's uncle. He, he is. <laughs> and by the way, for someone that uh, it's it's impressive work for someone that raps about you know bitches and hoes and and uh, beat a murder charge is now America's uncle. Mm-hmm. That's a great, that's a great uh, PR turnaround if I've ever seen. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive work by Snoop Dogg. I think though, he just, there's just something about him. He does a lot for the community. Yeah. Like I remember, I forget the name of the show now, but he had a show about like the youth football league. He was oh, yeah. helping he running co- coach. He coached it, yeah. Yeah. Did, did you hear about him? Uh, he also went, I guess, quote unquote viral or whatever, went during the uh, Jake Paul uh, Nate fight. Robinson fight. Mm-hmm. He was one of the commentators. Oh yeah, and people were saying that they he should give him so a job funny. as a commentator. He was so funny. So he was first of all when um, so he was like uh, making fun of uh, Nate Robinson's shoes because Nate Robinson's an ex basketball player. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, does he have basketball shoes? Like, because he actually did have boxing boots that were kind of look like, like basketball, basketball shoes. shoes. He was funny. making fun of his shoes, and then when Nate Robinson got knocked out, he was he sang a Negro spiritual over him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's funny. It was so funny. There. Were other stuff too it was just so funny he really is you've seen the video of him commentating uh like over like over a nature documentary right no go go on youtube real quick you can find it i'll watch it later i'll watch it let's just play let's just can we play a quick little bit of it on the uh speaker because it's hilarious to hear snoop dogg uh, it should be on YouTube. If not, we can forget it. But it's pretty funny. And you're right, though. He he has like a good laugh. He has like a good a good voice. I mean, you don't make millions of dollars, you know, off of your Snoop rap Dog music. If you don't. Planet Earth. Yep. There we go. Uh, first of all, um, let's oh, is there an ad? Yeah. See, I'm, the, uh, I don't have ad blocker. And on we'll my be phone right back with Mariah Carey after these messages. These are. Um Beavers? Well, look like They're otters. That's a crocodile. A crocodile. That's Wally Gaddy. Look how they stand up on their toes. Like, hey, cuz, we got to get up out of here, cuz. Come on. <laughs> he got them cornered right now. Uh-uh. Oh, whoa. Were they going head up, Woody? They ain't scared of me. What is these animals? <laughs> Give them the ones that eat snakes, son. Oh, those are otters, yeah. 
They're like chasing oh, a crocodile. Wow. It's about 12 of them cut. They didn't back the gator up. Retreat. Yeah, retreat. Yeah, back up. So here, can you pause it? So what happened was there were all these otters and an alligator or a crocodile. And, and yeah, but it was just so funny to hear Snoop. And I, I would imagine him. Uh, I didn't actually watch the fight. I'll have to. Check I don't watch the fight either. I just saw a his bunch comments, of yeah. uh, a bunch of videos on social media of him just saying a bunch of hilarious stuff. It was it was funny. But yeah, America's uncle was there too, uh, talking about all the places he has and has not smoked. And no, for any of those wondering, he has not smoked at the DMV or at a bris. <laughs> that's so. That's so funny. That's crazy. Man, you know the one thing. You know, this is our first uh, episode we're doing in 2021. Mm-hmm. And when I look back into 2020, uh, I just one one term or one word I can't get out of my mind, and that is Zoom. Yeah. You know, because of all the Zoom video meetings we've had for work, for the people working virtually from home. I feel like 2020, friends. I mean, Zoom's been around for a while, but I feel mm-hmm. like 2020 is the first time I used the Zoom. It was the year of the Zoom, sure. I would say, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the that's year now. year of the Zoom. Zoom is now the Kleenex of... Uh, teleconferencing. Tele- thank yeah. you. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Yeah, teleconferencing, uh, synchronous teaching as well. It's mm-hmm. really one of the... Most used, I would argue, probably synchronous teaching tools out there for online teaching. Mm-hmm. I used it back in the day in 2015 when I was teaching online German courses at oh, MSU. Okay. How, so it's been around a while, but it has gotten a lot better. Why that one specifically? Just because that was... That's kind of what it was designed the, for. Oh, okay, okay. You know, with the breakout rooms, with the whiteboard, it, it yeah. was kind of designed, I think, with for the online in classroom mind. in mind. Interesting. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But speaking of Zoom and Zoom meetings, this leads us uh, to our shout out to, or at least my shout out Friend for us love. today. Which is uh, goes out one to Zoom uh, and all the people out there who've been using Zoom and learning how to use Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of hours I've spent uh, per week on Zoom has got to be at least around 20 hours, I would imagine, per week with all my work meetings and consultations. Um, but this is a great story here, Jared. Uh, Elton John, 30 years sober, calls AA Zoom meetings during a pandemic a lifesaver. Earlier this year, Elton John wrote, uh, if I hadn't finally taken the big step of asking for help 30 years ago, I'd be dead. And I can only imagine the pandemic has been hard on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been turning to, uh, you know, uh, drinking and drugs to, you know, get rid of the stress and the worries and all these things. And uh, and so these these uh, Zoom meetings, uh, even uh, he says, so Elton John said this week his Al- uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings on Zoom have been a lifesaver during the pandemic. I'm a recovering alcoholic, so uh, to have an A, a meeting from this house uh, every Sunday, uh, 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 I connect with my friends who I've known for about 30 years in the program, and that's great. Yeah, at that point, it's it's like a, a ritual, a hangout, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think it's more than that, though. I think for well, a sure lot of these people, it's... <laughs> right. I understand. But, it, but I like I, the ritual, though. I would sure. agree with that. It, yeah, it, yeah, and it it's a, becomes kind of a crux, I think, for a lot of people on their uh, the the kind of the foundation of their recovery and being able to stay sober. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I can only imagine, you know, how difficult it's been for a lot of people. You know, I'm lucky that. Uh, you know, I'm not 100% isolated. I have colleagues I work with that live alone sure. and don't see anybody. Don't, you know, they... That would be rough. Mm-hmm. The, the fully living alone would, would be rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel lucky, too, that I, that I don't live alone. Exactly. So I think 
this aspect here uh, with all of these Zoom meetings this year, I think it's been so great for a lot of people. I will also add, though, uh, Zoom fatigue is definitely a real thing, I would say. Sure. Or if you sit in front of a screen and do too many Zoom meetings. We did the Zoom uh, happy hour, or I guess it wasn't a happy hour, but the Zoom hangout once mm-hmm. with uh, with a few of our buddies. That was fun. Yeah. And we, we should we do never that again, again, actually. <laughs> we should do that again. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. But anyway, shout out to well, shout out to Sir Elton John just because he's awesome, and mm-hmm. I think it's really he is awesome. Uh, it's really a good that man he himself mm-hmm, exactly, and it's great that he's sharing sharing this. And I think there's a lot of people who have benefited from uh, these type of meetings during you the betcha. pandemic. So shout out to you, Elton John, and all the people out there who have been uh, spread a little love. You know working through this difficult time and zoom has been helping them so anyways let's uh let's get into the meat and potatoes jared what we are known for best here at the untranslatable podcast Uh, and we are going to do some untranslatables for all of you out there which are idioms phrases adverbs um, proverbs words that don't translate on a one-to-one basis into english and i will get us started today jared with an italian untranslatable uh the double season italian you you always pronounce them better than I do. I think it's cha. It's cha. That's what I thought. Okay. I think so. Braccia rubate all'agricoltura. That's pretty good. Rubate. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know what that means, but I don't. Braccia rubate all'agricoltura. I mean, I know that's agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, arms stolen from agricultural work. Arms stolen from agricultural work. Mm-hmm. Like... These kind of arms? Arms. I think it means like weapons. Arms. Oh. Oh, okay. Guns. I, I could be wrong, though. I, I don't actually know if it's arms as in your arms arms or, or weapons. We, right. Arms stolen from agricultural goods? For agricultural work. Work. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, either way, I think. Is that like you're taking advantage of someone? No. Think, think about it. Does it make sense to steal guns or arms right. from a farmer? It's like the wrong farmer? tool for the job. Uh-huh. Okay. Arms You're getting stolen for ag- from agricultural work. So it's like you stole... Is it something to do with stealing something? It's, it has to do more with emphasizing on the work. Agricultural work. So you're, oh, you're like stealing you, arms. It's like you're, wor- like you're working harder but not smarter. I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. It's ham horn it up. It's it's uh, what it, what it means is uh, it's when someone is doing some type of work. I don't know if it's here. It says intellectual work, but doesn't quite know what they're doing. So in other words, um, the person is better suited for the farm. Mm. So so yeah. Um, oh, that's that's kind of an insult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't really know what you're doing. Like, kind of I like, gotcha. a, like, look at this guy. You know? I gotcha. Yeah, doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, well, for I, I heard a an untranslatable on a um, podcast, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a good one, so I wanted to share it with you. Oh, perfect. And this is uh, borrowing trouble. Have you heard this before? Borrowing trouble. Yeah, someone's borrowing trouble. I feel like it's when you are you're doing something that's risky or could be or could get you into trouble. Right, like mm. you're borrowing trouble. No, that makes no. sense though. Okay. Where it's like you, like you're, like you're just asking for something bad to right. happen. So I'll explain the situation. So okay. um, there are two people talking, and one of the one of the guys he's going on a uh, long road trip, and uh, it's sort of and, and and they haven't and it's sort of like a low preparation kind of road trip to the mm-hmm. Grand Canyon, and his buddy was like, um, 
I know I'm borrowing trouble, but aren't you kind of nervous about this happening or about that happening or about... Um, so it's like predicting something that could go wrong. I, I don't want to say about like predicting, but it's more like... It's more like... Am I being overcautious? Like, or, or like... It, I think it's kind of like even like a superstition thing where it's like bringing up bad luck or something bad that could happen oh. even before like e- oh that makes sense it's like, yeah you're bar- you're borrowing the trouble by like like aren't you nervous this could happen right where it's like well, I'm not there's no reason that that should happen right. but it's now like, well, I wasn't thinking about now that, you're like now. asking for trouble to happen later right. essentially oh interesting mm-hmm. where, and borrowing can, trouble can you tell me the context of where you heard this or it was yeah it was just two people talking on a podcast and they said borrowing trouble and one of them was and one and it was exactly what I just said he was like I'm going on a road trip and and, and he's and we're not doing much planning and he's like oh I know I'm borrowing trouble why aren't you concerned about I don't mm. remember exactly what he was asking if he was concerned about but. I like that one though. But yeah, Borrowing that trouble. Was the exact that's context. a good one. Okay, that's a good one. Um, my next one for you is also Italian, and it is saltare di palo in frasca, which means to jump in a post, uh, to jump from a post into a pile of branches. From a post into a. I think we do this a lot on the podcast. Is to just make a wild guess? Um, no, not quite. No. Okay happens sometimes if you're telling stories for example or if you're trying to explain something you know you, i was trying to explain something but then i jumped from a post into a pile of branches jared but then i got sidetracked okay and what would we call that if you get sidetracked distracted you go off on a tangent there we go oh i like that yeah one. yeah that's a good one isn't it interesting see that's not what i that's definitely not where my mind would have gone for that but i like that yeah, to go off on a tangent, yeah, to jump, uh, saltare di palo in frasca. I like Italian ones. They, yeah. they roll off the tongue. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing these right. No, but, but it sounds you, good. Yeah, make if it- you say it confidently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, uh, well, you know what? Since we're doing Italian, I actually have one too. I'll, I'll whip that one out. Uh, o mangi questa menestrone. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, wait, did I already do this one? Either go, go eat, for it. eat this soup or jump out the window. No. Okay. Well, let me say it again. <laughs> I feel as I was saying that I was like, "This sounds familiar." O mangi questa minestra o salti dalla finestra. Uh, either eat this soup or jump out the window. Maybe you did do this one, but I'm trying to think of what it but was. But if you, if you can't remember right. it, then I guess it's it, it doesn't. It doesn't what, hurt, my my, do my knee jerk reaction is like my way or the highway. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. My, eat the super yeah, jump out the window. The, that's a that's a, that's an interesting ultimatum. But it makes sense also. You know, Italians are very food focused. Mm-hmm. They're very passionate about their food. Where it's like, listen, if you don't like the soup, just get out of here. Right you know? out the window. Not even get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Out the window. The quickest way out. Out the window. That's that's great. My next one for you is uh, Egyptian Arabic, uh, and we'll see we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh oh man, I have no idea how to say this, but here we go. Um, I it I want to say it almost like it's uh, Chinese, but it's not Chinese. Um, okay. Fula wu en samet nusen. I'm sure I said that wrong, but it means a peanut split into two. Oh, I know this one. What is it? Uh, it's two peas in a pod. Yeah, very good, very good. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think I've heard that one before. Well, that we are bound to come up with a repeat here, here or sure, there on the Untranslatable I mean, we did, podcast. Yeah, uh, no, uh, of course. 
Um, I, I just only wanted to clarify that I might be good, but I'm not that good. Right. Uh, <laughs> I've actually, Debatable. I might have heard this one before. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you one more. Why not? Here's a Greek one. Namiriso ta nihia mau, and that is. Uh, should I sniff my nails? Is that- and I would say it to you, Ashley. Probably like that. Should I sniff my nails? Sort of, almost. So should a, should I be sorry about this? Or a little bit I of be? disdain. Um, no, no, oh, no. Should I sniff my nails? Should I? I don't. It, I don't even know. Well, okay. Give me a clue. Help so me. So I come to you, mm-hmm. and I ask you, Hey, Chad, what does uh, uh, what does this trans- untranslatable mean? And you say to me, Should I sniff my nails? Should I take a guess? No, it's not that literal. Okay. I, I I don't know what is it. That's it. It's how should I know? Oh how should oh that's great. How should I know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> I'll I'll give you one last one. This one is an Arabic untranslatable, um, and it says here that it, it is used in in multiple dialects in Arabic, whereas the last one I did was Egyptian Arabic. Damma uh, kafif. I'm sure I said that wrong as well, but his blood is light. Uh, I know this one too. What is? He's it? untrustworthy. Mm-mm. Okay, then I don't know it. I was very confident. I would say the opposite of that. He's very trustworthy. Yeah, you'd say this phrase to someone who's adorable, sweet, and likable. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's trustworthy. That's no. more just like likable, I guess. Yeah, friendly, friendly, nice. Yeah, which it's I think fun is, to be around. Which but I, th- I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which I think leads leads us into our uh, sports topic perfectly. What you know perfectly because when you think about it you don't some, have to do a uh, segue if it's not there but well if yeah. you would have let me finish my segue maybe okay. it would have made sense but at this point no, 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 at this point there's, no, there's no, no reason i want to hear so. it now well <laughs> so anyways um i think sports have an aspect to do with uh the likableness of uh, or the perception of how we look at other cultures like for mm. example cultures that play sports that are more heavy heavy like hitting or combat sports mm. i think we view these countries as a little bit more yeah I guess you know so. what i mean like tougher countries right whereas i feel like a lot of the countries that have like really like famous like fo- footballers you know mm-hmm. a lot of you know i think these countries kind of have more of a positive image like when i think of argentina and sports i think of messi and maradona mm-hmm. right and 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 i think of both of those guys i mean i know maradona had kind of a scandalous pass at some points but it seemed like you know he gave a lot back to argentina seemed like overall like him and messi were pretty decent messi is a decent guy and i think maradona was probably an okay guy too you know so i think that likableness gives us different perceptions on how we view cultures and their sports well, also depending on where you are like argentina mm-hmm. i think they're they're like the importance of sports varies and in a place like Argentina, it's literally life or death because they've killed people over, over, over like soccer, a soccer yeah. games. Oh yeah, soccer games and refs and stuff before mm-hmm. followed them home and stuff. Uh, probably you know, it's, players too. I bet you. Probably yeah, or like send death threats and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, you know, it's funny that you bring up South America specifically because I was, I think that South America would be um, like if I were to choose a country where I, where I would feel like I would love like the the popular sport of the country the most i would have to be uh like south america maybe like brazil for example Mm -hmm. i love soccer play soccer all my life but i also love the idea of futsal oh futsal which is um not just a south american thing but very popular there 
And can you a, explain to our listeners what futsal is? Sure. So it's indoor soccer uh, with a uh, on, on like a hard basketball floor, mm-hmm. essentially like a wood floor like that. And it's um, a smaller ball. Yep. And it doesn't really bounce mm-hmm. as much. Um, and so the whole point is more about footwork and quick passes rather than, you know, big kicks. And you don't or, use the air a lot in futsal. Like, you right. can a little bit, but but the goal, I think, it, like you said, is more ball movement on the ground, right. quick dribbles and, and quick mm-hmm. runs. Right. Yeah, because the ball does, doesn't really bounce that well. So there is some right. definitely, like... like uh, Flicks. Yeah, or, or, exactly. Yeah. But, like, a lot of fast movement and, and, and uh, passing a lot. And it's it seems like a lot of fun. And apparently that's where a lot of... Uh, Popular soccer, uh, Brazilian star soccer players get their start, like Ronaldinho, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, get your start. They probably probably play them at the same time, but you know, play enjoy that thoroughly as well. Another sport that I feel like I could really get into, uh, beach volleyball. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not a yeah. big volleyball head. Beach I, volleyball is fun. Yes, it is fun, and and it's and it's uh, like a great workout too. It's really good workout for your legs. Actually, mm-hmm. running through that sand can be pretty difficult. Yes. And then another one, which I would love to get into, I guess I could, jiu-jitsu, too. Mm-hmm. Very popular, originated in Brazil. BJJ, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. And so, also, isn't capoeira Brazilian yeah, as well? Yeah, but that's not real. Like, like that's a great fighting, workout. Right? Yeah, that's not really like if you're trying to learn how to fight. I don't think people would recommend capoeira. This, this might be a really ignorant statement, so if it is, I apologize. But is capoeira kind of like the Brazilian taibo? Where it's like exercise, like you, you use fighting moves as a workout, or is it I think, more? I, I, I think I there's more of a cultural it. importance to it than okay. Taibo. You know, not to take away from what's that guy's name? I, Damn it! I don't remember. I can't yeah, remember. I'm picturing his name. him. I'm picturing him. Is it Billy something? Yes, yes, yeah. Billy something. Oh, yeah, the Taibo guy. Billy and uh, double time now. And it's it, like yeah. Billy Blank. Is it Billy I Blank? Think it might be. Might be. Oh my gosh! I can't yeah. believe I can't. <laughs> but yeah, Brazil. Brazil's a, a a good country because they have really a lot of interesting Billy sports Blanks, from there. it is nice Ooh. yeah but good i think i think the cool thing about sports too and culture is that in in a lot of ways it, it unites but also divides like yes. with soccer you know i think most south americans love soccer and a lot of them i mean you can just tell by like all the television views the just the fans everything like that right but the funny thing is is they're all coming together for the same thing for, sure. for the same sport, but then because of their loyalty and allegiance to their teams, they'll have fights and brawls and all this crazy stuff over yeah. there. Yeah, and, um, and, and there's always there's always some sort of um, like loyalty. You know, it's net, could be national, obviously, mm-hmm. but then there's always some lower level, a like club a, loyalty, a club level, as some sort of sit city level. Mm-hmm. There's always some loyalty there. I would so, argue the loyalty <clears throat> for these clubs come down to two things: mm-hmm. where you're from, okay, yeah. or the team your parents really liked. Yes. I would say those, or maybe a third one would be if there's like a really famous player that you really love. Maybe I could see how that's, like that's how I got into Bayern Munich. You know, I it's I don't have any relation to Bayern Munich, you know. I thought you just like, because you, you grew up liking Germany as a kid in German. Like, well, that's it, how you that's well, They kind of started at the same time. It was, I think, probably 2000, and I don't even remember the year now. It doesn't matter. Clearly, we learned that you're not great at recalling years. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Um, Well, Jared, now that it's 2021, there's been, you know, almost, almost, well, this year, it'll be 30 years behind me. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's hard to keep track of all those years, Jared. But anyways, so um, my whole point is, is there were two German uh, national players I really liked, Bastian Schweinsteiger and Philipp Lahm. Mm -hmm. And both of them happened to play at Bayern. 
And then I think that next year I got a PlayStation and I got FIFA. FIFA. And Germany and Bayern were always the teams I used. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was because of those two players. I mean, I have relatives from Germany as well, which which is another reason why I liked the oh, national yeah. team. Sure. Um, uh, and I guess in terms of teams my dad likes, he's not a huge soccer guy, but he he knows a lot about Bayern more than I thought he would. And uh, and about Germany, he was in Germany when I think when they won the World Cup, if I remember correctly. Okay, that was two thousand. The l- no, last no, no, time? no, oh, no, no. Sure, when way he lived, back, like, way back in the day. That was oh, that one was of the years. The, that was in the '60s, I think, or '70s. Uh, oh yeah, okay. I just right. remember that I, song I so. that they used to have that named what's, all the years. What song? Oh nine, yeah. Nine, nine, some, oh, are these the years? Am I getting it right? No, no, not <laughs> okay. even close. Uh, let's see. Here. Oh, I know Zwanzig or something like that. I it it was t- t- uh, 2014. <clears throat> uh, so obviously, while you're looking that up, obviously. Soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Yes, by far. And it has uh, apparently... 54, 74, 90, and 2014. So I think... I'm pretty sure he was there in 74. <laughs> That's how it starts yeah, then. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Uh, um, football, soccer, yeah, is by far the biggest. And soccer, I mean, that, that spending... Um, when, when, I, you know, when I lived in Germany, soccer was the default. And when I mean the default, I mean that was really the the only thing that we did as far as like a recess time. Mm-hmm. It was soccer. Then we went to soccer practice, <laughs> and then we went home and probably played some sort of video game. Um, but um, the thing about soccer is, which is why it's so famous. I mean, everyone knows this. Is that it's you know it's so easy to play. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like when I played it like in Germany, playing soccer. Does not always mean that we have a soccer ball. Does not right. always mean we have a goal. Mm-hmm. Does not like th- there were times that we would play um, with like a basketball, or we would play a with a volleyball. Yeah. Or if you don't have a goal, it would be on like a basketball court, and you, you the goal would be to hit the pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would do that. Or you could backpacks uh, back yeah. in the day. Yes, yes. Can use as goals. That's I mean, a yeah. classic one. Or, yeah. or just a convenient setup of trees. Right. Was another classic. Well, I mean, one. in theory, with soccer, really the only equipment you need is a ball or something you can use as sure. a ball. Exactly. And we, then something you can designate as a goal. We played it. with tennis balls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's just it's just the most. And then even like just juggling like uh like a piece of paper back and forth like there's just always some sort of soccer-esque I wonder, game to be playing i wonder why though some countries seem to gravitate most countries seem to gravitate towards uh gravitate towards soccer where you're using your feet but then if you think about the most popular u.s sports they're all more using your upper body Oh yeah, that's football. A good point. American football, right? Yeah, sure, is mostly upper body. You yeah, run you the ball a couple you, times, right. a, a game, and that's it. Basketball is all upper all body. Upper body baseball, all yeah. upper body. You're not using well, your... hockey, but hockey's the least popular of those four, right? But that's it's true. it's really fascinating. I wonder why our country. We were just like, no, we're not using our feet. We're we're Americans. We're using. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You know, we're very obsessed with the glamour muscles. We like a big uh, we shoulders like a big bicep. and arms. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. You know what they say, up. Jared? <laughs> Education is important, but big biceps is importanter. That's what. That's, <laughs> that's what, what they, they say. <laughs> that is an interesting insight that I never crossed my mind, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that would be. Because like, well, the second biggest sport is in the world do you know what it is it's not it's not a it kind of goes against your theory but um uh second in the world yes uh, not popular in the united states for I'm, for I'm example not, i'm not sure what is it 
What's number two? It's popular in uh, um, it's popular in uh, Africa. Oh no, basketball is uh, one of the top sports, not okay. number two. It's popular in Africa. It's popular in the Middle East. It's popular in like what do you call it? Like um, like India, Pakistan, that area. Cricket. There you go. Oh the, yeah, number two. That's probably just because of sheer population size in that part of the world, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, of course. But yeah, that, yeah a cricket. lot of people are fans of it. That, yep. Yeah. Do are are people in the UK fans of yes. cricket? Yes, it- people. Yeah, it's it's big in the UK. It's big in and uh, for sure. Yeah, or it's also big in. Um, I guess it's I, maybe it's a UK thing specifically because well, that's it, how it started, right? Because it's Didn't also it big in Australia. In mm-hmm. So maybe in all these, maybe it's just it travels with all of these uh, English colonized places, right. which is also why it's big in maybe India and Pakistan, right. for example. Right, that makes sense. Well, I had a I had a, a buddy of mine from. Uh, grad school, um, Gulam. He's he's from Pakistan, and he he was super into cricket. And yeah. He could tell me it was crazy. One day we were sitting in class. I would always get there a bit early and chit chat with. Uh, it was so great when I was in grad school. I had uh, classmates from like six different countries just in one room, and Gulam was one that I co-taught with a lot. And so we were we were kind of buddies. And it's it's kind of a punchline in the in the United States for how little we understand the sport. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because I feel like we're hypocrites here because we judge people when they don't understand baseball yeah. or football, yet they also have really abstract rules if you sure. think about it. Yeah. You know, like you three strikes you're out. Uh, you know, why 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 is But I think even cricket people would agree that cricket is more complicated. Probably. But I agree. But, but and then you listen like I've oh, last time I watched cricket was actually in Africa. It was in Tanzania. It was on um on TV, and just listening to the cricket talk, where it's like, I don't know a word you just said. Mm-hmm. 40 wickets straight of the left wicket. It's like, one bowler left. And it's like, I don't even know what is happening right now. Right. <laughs> like, I, I don't, you just said a paragraph, and I got like three words. Three words, four words. It's like <laughs> yeah. we're speaking the same language, but we're not, I'm not understanding the same language. It's like, I yeah. guess I know what a wicket is. A bowl? Are you guys playing, uh, what's that Harry Potter sport? Oh, uh, um, it's which out. which has become a legit like people play that yeah now. like it's a college intramural um, sport uh, yeah what is it called now uh, Quidditch yeah Quidditch it sounds like they're playing Quidditch when I right. listen to uh, let's, cricket let's do let's do this Jared let's run through I want to just give you names of different countries and I just want you guys finish me. the top mm-hmm. sports there's two left oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, basketball is one of them I would that's take number three it. Okay. yes which is obviously very popular in the U S mm-hmm. but also gigantic huge in China in China huge um. And I have a question about that, Ashley. I guess I can ask you now. Yeah. Do they like recreationally play? Oh, all the time. Basketball you see, in China. You see hoops all over the place. Okay. There were there were like three or four hoops that were just in these little. I will say this: that's one thing I really loved about China was that there were a lot of just good. Is that like public? One, probably places. one of their top recreational. Oh yeah. Sports. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all of my students they knew who like probably the top two or three basketball teams well, in the NBA were. Who I the knew players that. Were. I knew that. And they uh, play pickup games and stuff. I knew that China was one of uh, the NBA's biggest markets. It might even be bigger than the U.S. Probably. But um, I, I just I was more curious about. Uh, the recreational aspect of it because at least i remember it's very like, popular you talking about your students not really like hanging out you know but i guess obviously the, you know they recognize the benefit of physical activity mm-hmm. you know so oh, big time that would be their one of their go-to's well the well the great thing about i mean we could do and maybe we should we could do a whole episode on on sports and like like 
fitness mentality in China because I think it's very different in China our, specifically. Yeah, than our uh, fitness I know mentality. Nothing, I don't even know um, what you're talking about. What I mean is like. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know that they had such a unique yeah, it, fitness well, it's, mentality. It's just very different. Like the, the thing that I think the elderly do in China versus what the elderly do here in terms of exercise and fitness is very mm. different. Um, Not a I, lot of mall walking in China. I mean, you do. What, the, the, the best site, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, my favorite site was when you see the, uh, the IE, I think that's how, no, how, I don't remember how I say it now, but they, it's basically the aunties or the grannies. Who, like the uh, maboshkas. Yep, yeah, they, the, they stand in a square, and they usually are wearing red, and then they have some music, and they're all doing coordinated dance moves together. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so that's an example of how they exercise. Or if you, if you go into a park in China, uh, certain days of the week and at certain times, times of the morning you'll see old people doing tai chi where they're just like it looks like they're just kind of mm, moving around and, and you, that sounds very meditative yeah but when you but as an american when you see that for the first yeah, time you're like what the heck is going funny, on here yeah you know but but yeah so so it's really fascinating but basketball to get back to our point here where uh, oh i forget my untranslatable earlier uh we're jumping from a pile to uh, to a, a sticks stick or something, yeah. something about sticks. Uh, a post to a pile of sticks there is what we we're go. doing. We went off on a tangent here, but yeah, in China, basketball is a big thing where you see hoops a lot all over the place. Uh, even college universities, what they'll do. I went and visited a colleague of mine at her her university, which was more out in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, and their their uh, little basketball area. They had like, and they were full size courts, and they had like three or four of them just in a row. Um, mm. And you saw students out there all the time, so like tennis courts. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Um, okay. That's so, cool. Yeah, I, I was I was curious about that. So what? So uh, the top ones we've talked number about: number four, soccer, basketball. I don't think you're gonna get it. Okay. Wait. So so soccer was number one. Cricket was number two. Is basketball three? Yes. Four has got to be. I don't think you're gonna get it. Is it a racket sport? No, but it's a um, stick stick sport. Is it baseball? No. Hockey. No, but close. Curling. Further away. Further away. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see ice. Uh, uh, for, <laughs> that's not my connection. Stick sport. Very close. Let me, let me clarify. Field hockey? There you go. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I didn't know that either. I, that's, like, that's a, field hockey is a, such a weird one. It, I, I do remember it being a super popular sport in Germany. Yeah. Like a, and it, and it, but, it, but it wasn't a popular sport at like, because I went to international school, right. but I do remember like it coming out the like half of my German friends uh, like played at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, were really good thing. with the field hockey stick, and I'm like, what? Right. I was like, where? Is well, all of a sudden, I'm finding out that all you guys are good at field hockey. See, that's the <laughs> weird thing though, as an American. Once again, when I I learned about field hockey, really, I had seen it like when I was in high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was only a girls' team at my high school. Yeah, I and, thought it was a girls' sport too. Yeah, and that's the weird thing is in the states, what sports we associate as "quote unquote" men's girls sport, and girls' yeah. sports, like volleyball, like volleyball, for example. Yeah, yeah everyone like, plays volleyball in yep. South America like I, I or remember, Europe. Right. I remember my good buddy from Chile uh, asking me uh, where can I try out for the men's volleyball team, yeah. and he asked me, and, and I was like, "We don't have one." And uh, one of my Call classmates overheard. Uh, well, one of my classmates <laughs> overheard, and he chuckled. He was like, "Guys, volleyball, you know." But, <laughs> oh, but so, if you, okay, but so kind of did right. But if you look at if you look at these men's volleyball players around the world, I mean, these dudes are super athletes. I mean, you know, so it's weird. It's weird in America. Once again, we need this like 
Football is a contact sport that's really popular. Right. Basketball, it's technically not like a hit, but there's contact it's, it's there. Contact, yeah. It's definitely Very fast contact. moving. Mm-hmm. We need that fast moving for yep. sure. Yep. Like like for football is a great example of a fast moving because it's fast moving nothing. Fast moving nothing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, that's why when I was younger, I didn't really care for football much. I still don't really care for right. it. I can't. It's too long. First of all. All American sports are too long. I, I mean, baseball especially. Basketball's long too, bro. Two I mean, hours. it's the shortest. That's to be. It is the shortest. Well, no, pro basketball. See, that's why I like college. College sure. is two hours. Pro is two and a half, three, four hours. Okay. Maybe. See, a Formula One race is no longer than two hours. Right. How long is a NASCAR race? Do you know? It's probably it's somewhere around there, too, right? I mean, it can only be so long. I guess it, you know, like yeah. I mean, these yeah. I mean, it's like it's probably no more than two hours, I'd imagine. Okay, so so okay, so number one was soccer, number two was cricket, number three was basketball, four, four is, is field hockey. That's field all I hockey. Have. Okay. Oh, interesting. I always okay. just found it interesting that field hockey was number four because at first I I found it weird, then I, I was thinking I was like, no, nah, I guess I it, it was like maybe it's like a super popular kid sport or like a popular mm. sport to start people on, right? Could um, be. And That's it's also another... pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I remember like, you know, just playing around with one of my friends in Germany or something, you know, like, and the next thing you know, like it's getting way more physical than I thought it was about to. Right. And I was like, whoa, e- easy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? This is, this is how you play. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing about field hockey that's interesting too is that uh, we really, it's really not popular in the U.S. other than... It's not even a popular girl sport. No, not really. Like it is a girl sport here, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. it's not popular. I, yeah, I, that's that's weird. Um, yeah, it's, I, I wonder why that is. I'm sure there's some cultural reason for it, right? I wonder if it's because maybe hockey was already popular. and it's field, I imagine field hockey is not popular in Canada. Right. I would I would be willing to bet, and this is not a statistical analysis or anything, but I would be willing to bet that girls ice hockey probably is more popular than women's field hockey. Here? Yeah, in the US. I don't know. I would be about willing girls to argue ice hockey. I want to know where field hockey can I pull up, yeah. I don't know what you're about to ask me. So Mm-mm. if I pull up where field hockey is popular, will it ruin your thing? Here? No, you're good. So it was first played, excuse me. It was in first England? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you just looking over my shoulder? Uh, I can't. That? Do you think my eyes are that good that's that I can yeah, read that this? That pretty impressive. <laughs> the, gl- gl- w- the game is uh, globally played, particularly in Western Europe, mm-hmm. South Asia, uh, Southern Africa. Southern Africa, I imagine, has to do with the British connection. Yep. yep. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, probably same. Argentina, Argentina, uh, and you know parts of the United States. But as we know, it's not that popular here. They say it's specifically popular in New England. Mm. It's probably it probably yeah. To me, in the U.S., it definitely has some of that like. Upper crust snob, uh, it's kind of like hockey, lacrosse yeah. a little bit, you know. Right. Similar vibe to like lacrosse or, or golf. Something. I could see golf in there too. Similar, similar right. <laughs> looking bat. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see it as like a sort of a rich person sport. Mm-hmm. And you know, the funny thing is, it's like how how expensive is it going to be? You need a stick, you right? Know? Right. But but it's also you know like but soccer in the U.S. Team. Is, soccer in the U.S. is also considered a rich person sport, but that's mainly because is of it? yeah. Really? There's a whole thing about how it's. Um, well, I guess yeah, the the travel, the the higher, yeah, you're right. But it's more, right. it's more of see, it always goes back. I'm not gonna say slavery, but that is go back. It does go back to racism. It's mm-hmm. also a thing about like leagues to keep out like black people and stuff. Really? So, yeah. Is that, okay. I believe that's true. Listen, you never believe me when I say these things. It's not that I don't believe you. I just don't know. But I think that's true. I okay. believe that's true. Like there, there is a thing about um, 
like why it is considered a it's not as popular here and why it's considered more of like a white person sport here mm. where it's a global sport everywhere else right and it's because that generally the leagues have been sort of prohibitively expensive for and some would say for a reason yeah sadly though i think a lot of sports in the u.s not all but a lot of sports in the u.s have a you know that once you get to that higher level sure like like hockey i had a buddy of mine that lived just you know across the street more or less i think his parents were probably paying over 20 grand a year on hockey for him yeah i mean hockey is a especially super uh, yeah super expensive um you know the the funny thing is though is, is tennis used to be i think considered more of an expensive sport because you had to go to a country club sure you know and all that stuff but nowadays i mean most parks in the u.s you can find free uh accessible tennis courts um and so really all you need is a racket um how much is it how much is a a, like a medium racket we don't need to go federal probably a hundred bucks you could get a pretty solid racket i would say for a hundred bucks and you could get you could easily get five ten years out of that if you if you take good care of it change the strings often um, you have to change the strings. Mm-hmm. If, I thought if you, you tighten you, them. You, you break them. No, oh, no. Okay. There's no way to tighten them. It's. I think they're. I, if I remember correctly, I watched my buddy restring a couple rackets, and I think they they start with basically two really long strings, and you weave them in and out, and then you tie them, and you're done. Okay. Uh, when you were yeah. a kid, what what were popular sports uh, that you played? Like that's obviously, a great question. I'm so glad you asked this because I wanted to talk about this today. Okay. Um. So that's the interesting thing is my my generation at least f- for my family it was baseball. For my mm. mom and my dad's side, I grew up playing t-ball. I played baseball up, up on and off until I think about ninth grade, and then I quit because it was just it was getting too political. It was you know who, who. <laughs> well, I'm serious. It was it was all about you know who who you were buddy buddy with and you know coach's son. Oh, and, trying and, to get in on s- certain teams and stuff. Yeah, because because I'm living in a small town. There's only one school team. Yeah, and in, in, in these in these coaches. I think they're like are like local celebrities, and they think they're hot shit. Like like well, that, it's not even that. It's it's their, like that soccer coach. Ru- yeah, oh, he was, <laughs> don't even get me started with that guy. Well, with with baseball, there were a couple families, uh, if I remember correctly, there were kind of a couple families, and um, also as you know, Jared, I'm left-handed, so for baseball, that really kind of limits you to the positions you can play. Uh, you know, really to pitcher, shortstop, first base, no, no, that's pitcher, opposite. Yeah, pitcher, first base, and outfield, really, because when you're left-handed, if when you field the ball, if you're on the right side of the diamond, or sorry, the left side of the diamond, mm. if you're a shortstop, a second baseman, third baseman, you have to turn to throw, oh, and sure. even that little half a second yeah, can make course, a difference. Of course. So you want to, if you're on first base, it's great because your catching hand is out, mm-hmm. so you can stretch more and it's easier to grab. Um, but one of the teams. What about I outfield? Uh, you I say played outfield? center field. Yeah, but outfield's boring, isn't it? Uh, it's boring if you have a really good pitcher, uh, or if you're playing a team that has really terrible <laughs> or a hitters. Team, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's why first base can be pretty fun because that you, you know, a lot you get of a lot of action. Um, but I played first base. High and, pressure and, spot, right? Though. But the thing is, I played first base, and the coach's son also played first base, and he was mm. he was a he was a good first baseman. He so that's where bad. the politics came but in. It was yeah. So there were a limited number of positions that I could really play, um, and I just didn't love it like I really loved tennis. Uh, I wish uh, it was weird when we were in high school. They made the switch our freshman year, and then tennis and soccer were the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they would have kept it the way it was, I could have played soccer in the fall and tennis in the spring. Um, but when they made that switch, I just played tennis instead. Yeah. But anyways, growing up, it was baseball. But it seems like most of my foreign friends growing up, it was obviously soccer. Sure. It was soccer. Well, for or maybe field hockey. For me, it was t-ball as a as a young kid as well. What position were you playing? 
Dude, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it was T-ball. Who cares? But yeah, I, I, although I do remember specifically taking the rules way serious, way more seriously than everyone else, and getting mad. Like if I would strike someone out, and I'd be like, "They're out! They're out!" And they and they'd be like, and they'd be like, "Jared, come on, just just let you know, let them." Can you can you plug me in? You I are plugged in. Why is it not working? It's, it's plugged in right there. Yeah, it's it's not the right. It's not the right. No, what? no, no, no. Leave that plugged in. Grab the the thing that's plugged in. You know, it's so funny. It's the USB C. Yep. And there should be another one on the table. You yeah. know, it's so funny. Chad made a point of saying, um, "It's on the ground." Oh. And your table's on it. Oh, Chad literally right. made a point of saying, "Listen, let's not share let's, chargers today because yep, it, it, charge it, it it distracts the show when we have to decide yep. when to switch." And I'm an idiot <laughs> and didn't have the right thing plugged in. Thank you, Jerry. Now look at us. All right. Uh, although it would have been a lot worse when my computer was about to die and I was relying on your right. uh, charger. Um, when I so when I was a kid, it was uh, T. I played T ball as a kid, and I took it way too ser- not way too yeah, way too seriously because um, you know they want to give everyone a chance. Right. You know these kids with their participation trophies uh, can't be having that, Jared. <laughs> can't get definitely can't be. You can't that. just lose like a uh, to a superior athlete like me. But I think I feel like like my elementary school days, soccer was pretty common of a sport i feel like a lot of my friends recess that was the game to play sure it's definitely the recess game but i feel like i like a lot of my friends were on my soccer teams from elementary school and it was probably among the more common sports among my elementary school friends you know we didn't have an elementary school team these were clubs or whatever but i feel like there were a good number of my my classmates around these teams but um soon as you hit sixth grade and you start being around older people Soccer is no longer cool in the United States. Mm, that's it is true. Shocking how quickly you get called. It's just, you get to, uh, you turn fairy. into a foot fairy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was it's weird. It's weird how turn. it's weird how that works though, because <laughs> I think once again it comes down to kind of the macho, the kind of contact yeah. sport. Football becomes bigger. I wish after I knew grade. as much about the br- the brain damage caused by football as I do now. I would have been whipping that out left and right as a right. kid. Right. <laughs> well, the movie. What was that movie called? Concussion. Concussion. Yeah. yeah well, that Will movie was not. Yeah. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I what's interesting, too, though, about sports culture in the U.S., I think a lot of it has to do with uh, our school sports. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, like if you look at a lot of the more popular sports, uh, and if you think about it, if you really are a U, uh, an American citizen and you want to become a really great soccer player, you don't go through the school system. And you right. don't do that with every sport either. There are other sports like tennis. You don't usually go through the high school tennis. You know, you go through. But that's club because blah, blah, blah. by the time you're in high school, you you kind of should already know that. By the time you're mid high school, I should say at least, you you kind of already know if you're gonna actually try to be a professional athlete or not. And and like you you have to you kind of have to know for a lot of, most sports by by like your early teenage years, especially mm-hmm. soccer or even like basketball or. Uh, maybe not football but like like definitely soccer because that's when they start finding these people is at like right. 12 and 13 right. or even younger sometimes sure yeah and so you, you that's when you that's when it, it starts to show like the the fun extracurricular to keep children active or like this is where your career is starting right now kid so what what's that map you got there so i well i have a map of the most popular sports by country okay but what i'm going to do is i want to name a country first and i want you to tell me what sports you associate with it. okay and if you can't think of any you can just say none or okay. pass or whatever all right so um all right first first country russia what what sports come hockey okay soccer uh-huh can you name any famous uh clubs from from russia um is that where um 
Well, there's one Moscow something. I think there's five clubs in Moscow. Is that where they're, that's not where Bastikas comes from, is it? Is that Greek? That's, that's Besiktas. Are they Turkish? Oh, maybe Turkish. I'm not good. So, you know, every now and again, I, I, I see one pop into the Champions League. There's, there, I think there's, if I remember correctly, I think there's five clubs in Moscow. I can't name all five, but there's uh, um, Zenit Moscow, um, Lokomotiv Moscow. I, I think I've heard that. Um, and there's a couple more um, in Moscow. Um, but yeah, so, so that's, uh, so yeah, when I think of Russia, uh, there's another, this here, uh, mm-hmm. what are the clubs? Here they know? are. Well, I, hold on. I got to find that. Here they are. Here they are. Uh, Jesus, uh, CSKA Moscow, mm-hmm. uh, Spartak Moscow. Oh, Spartak. Yep. Dynamo Moscow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Locomotive Torpedo. Mm-hmm. These names are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Chertanova. Um. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Spartak Two. That's probably oh, that's probably the, second, like, the younger. Yeah, second yeah. league, second division. I don't see. Uh, what's the one you said? There should Zenit. be Zenit. Zenit. I thought Zenit Moscow is. Uh, Zeles, uh, Storgano, Ka- hmm. Kazanka, Rodina FC Moscow is discont- is dissolved. I don't see a Zenit. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. He just made that crazy. up. Oh, are they Saint Petersburg? Petersburg. That's why they're Saint Petersburg. Petersburg. That's why I had the wrong city. Yeah. Uh, okay. When I think of Russia, and maybe this isn't a, a sport, but it's more of a fitness thing. I Boxing. think of. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, I think of uh, kettlebells. Believe it or not. Okay. Russia is. Really? A, uh, I believe it's pronounced Girovek is mm. a kettlebeller, and these were strong men back in Soviet times and before mm. that could lift kettlebells that were. Uh, 30 kg plus, so over 60 pounds, and these guys could like do uh, one of these numbers or something. Well, they they could overhead press them. Sure, they could do all sorts of Hold stuff. Hold it with in them. front of their like this for an hour, Pro- probably. <laughs> but but these were strongmen that could do all these different feats with sure. a kettlebell. Okay, and, I didn't uh, know that. Mm-hmm. And so I've been getting into kettlebells a lot more lately, especially you know since I've been here and we've been working out in the home gym. And uh, there's a lot of really good oh. stuff in Russia about kettlebells. I would also say wrestling, not not oh, boxing, yeah. but also wrestling yeah, as well. For it's sure, probably super popular over for there. Sure. Okay, those are probably the main sports I would think. Yeah, of. I said hockey, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, hockey's a big one. Okay, sure. good. So we've covered uh, we've covered Russia. Uh, let me ask you, what about Mongolia? Hmm. Well, I know that they're big into archery. Okay. And that could be an activity. Right. I mean, I don't know how I, well that is. I would consider it's that. a sport. Does that it can be considered sure. a sport. I think people would say it's not a sport. I think uh, It's in the Olympics. Sure. You know they're actually adding breakdancing to the Olympics. Nice. <laughs> I mean, dancing's a sport. <laughs> but I think people would argue that a sport mm-hmm. requires like a defense, you know, some sort of defensive activity, you know. And it's more like an athletic activity. I would disagree. I would disagree. Because especially if you're competing with other people, I mean, think about it. where's the defense in golf? Sure, I don't think people would call that. I don't think people would call that a sport either. Golf's not a sport. It's one of those athletic activities, you know. I think you and I have very different. I'm not saying I agree with. The, I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. I would consider almost any. The way I would define sport would be a physical activity with some type of. Okay, so like cheerleading, I, you'd call a sport. Yeah. Okay. I oh, heard for a sure. whole conversation for last sure. week about whether cheerleading was a sport or not. I would say it's a sport. Um, some people argue that bodybuilding is not a sport. Mm. Um, I would say competitive bodybuilding 
is I would I understand. I would say it's mm-hmm. I'd probably I pr- I have no problem with your definition. Right. But I f- it does feel a little loose, you know. Yeah, I do have a maybe, loose definition. And, and of what sports. I was saying before about like excluding golf and stuff, mm-hmm. maybe that's a little strict, but yours seems looser than I would oh, I yeah. would I I'm, I'm loosey goosey with my sports <laughs> here, Jared. All right, so Mongolia, Mongolia um yeah. so we I I, Archery, I wonder if baseball? No. Okay. No, no, no. Too cold. No. So, I mean, I imagine they play think, soccer, but... Think, think of how... How do you think of, like, Mongolians? When you think of Mongolian culture, Mongol people, like... What? I imagine a cold sport. That's, okay. I know it's cold. Or tough. cold there. Yeah, I d- definitely so think So what of, like, sports a, do you need to be tough? Like for? a rugby? You're getting closer. You're getting warm. R- close to rugby. Or like wrestling. There, Yeah, wrestling okay. is the most popular sport in Mongolia, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, archery is another big one. I mean, obviously, and I don't know if Mongolians would even consider this... A sport or just a way of life, but obviously horseback riding is a huge one in Mongolia as well. Sure. Um, okay, so we've covered uh, Russia, we've covered Mongolia. How about China? Basketball, mm-hmm. soccer. Basketball is the biggest by mm-hmm. far. Traditionally, I think it. Uh, you could actually argue maybe martial arts okay. and also table tennis. I mean, China has been s- uh, d- for a very long time the world champs. I mean, I, you might not know this. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, this is more a rhetorical question. Is Is... Is martial arts still popular among the youth in in, in China? I don't I know. Wonder. I I I don't know. I don't think so because when I ask my students about you know what they were into, uh, none of them really ever said martial arts. But then right. again, I was at a university. Maybe that's because they're all into it. It's maybe. obvious. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Or maybe it's because university <laughs> students spend their time reading and studying. Sure. Them, well, I, I could definitely imagine. You know, I don't know a lot about martial arts, but it, it wouldn't surprise me that it's losing its popularity among the youth, you know? Right. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. So, uh, I admit, ch- basketball's number one. Mm-hmm. Soccer, soccer, I imagine, is a pretty big it's sport up there. there, too. Yeah, it's up there. I Oh, table tennis. Yep. Um, In terms of physical activity, I wouldn't call this a sport, but I would consider this physical activity, as I mentioned, Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, Tai Chi is a big one where you you'll see a lot of older Chinese people Which doing is, that. S- tai Chi is almost like capoeira esque, kind of, yeah. In the sense that it's it's like it's a martial art, but it, you're not actually going to use it to defend yourself. I wouldn't say it's a martial art. Okay, it's it, and that's well, the funny thing. is not a martial art either, but it's right. like a fighting kind of. But I would say argue Tai Chi has nothing to do with. Oh fighting. really? Okay. I think Tai Chi it's all about energies. Okay, I, yeah. I'm wrong. I'm yeah. wrong. But see, that's the funny thing is I think as Americans when we hear Tai Chi, yeah. we do think of like we think of it as like a oh I'm going to use Tai Chi on you, but it's like no Tai Chi is I think <laughs> I forget what it means, but Tai Chi it has a meaning in yeah, Chinese. But it's, it's more of like a meditation, right? Than it is, or a, just moving around really up and moving. Because um, Tai Chi does have a, a, a specific meaning. I forget what it was. Um, uh, yeah, it does. Oh, let's see if I can find it. No, sh- I don't feel sh- like You should it be up. able to. Um, okay, uh, good. So oh, it's, it's sort of, mm-hmm. it represents like a yin and yang. Yep, yep. So okay. it's like a li- essentially aligning your chakras. As a, mm-hmm. uh, so, but yeah, Which table tennis is another one that I would think of too for China. Oh, that's a huge one. Uh, okay, what about Czech Republic? What sport? Hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer. Yep. Obviously, I could say that for just about every any country, European country. Yeah. U.S. That right. probably fits. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey, soccer. Now I imagine there's there's maybe now I pro- uh, hmm. is basketball big there? I can imagine basketball being. You big know, there. they have basketball, but it's not huge. Okay, it's not because I know huge. like a lot of um 
players that might not be good to make it in the NBA. Like mm-hmm. Europe, is, Europe. A, is a very popular place to, to go. But I don't think Czech Republic has and any I know big leagues. In Germany, basketball it was relatively popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. L- like it's not huge, but it's not weird to play it by any means. It's it's a pretty common sport. I would argue Well, actually, you know what? I'm going I was going to say I would argue that Countries that are closer culturally to the U.S. maybe play basketball more, mm. but that's actually completely I invalid because of how many people in China love basketball. Sure. I also know that Greece has a has some basketball teams mm-hmm. that people go to. Latvia Israel. is another mm-hmm. place that yep. people go to. Often. Lithuania as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that is kind of interesting. And some of those places I know, Lithuania, I believe, in Latvia, they're known for having pretty tall, yeah, pretty big, big dudes. Mm-hmm. Which also brings up both of those countries are very well known for having some really famous strong men. Which mm. I think that's a really interesting type of sport because it's just these yeah. gargantuan dudes. That that just the the feats of strength they well, perform, Jared. Same is with crazy. Scandinavia, like they have those sports where you like lift logs and shit mm-hmm. and yep. <laughs> throw. Well, well even the Highland little. Games in, in Scotland. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, you throw the log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Maybe that's, that's, that's they throw like one. those round stones that you have in yep. your backyard. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the uh, atlas the stones atlas is stones, what they're called. Yeah. Exactly. Or like not throw them, but put them onto the higher right. and higher. Right. And then they chop wood and shit. <laughs> let's let's go through some more countries. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Sweden. Well, let's talk about Scandinavia. Sweden. Um, soccer, obviously. Um, is that the first one that comes to mind? What do you think is probably? Oh, probably hockey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would sure. say most of the Scandinavian countries. When I think of Sweden, Nor Norway as well. I think Sweden, Norway, uh, Finland, all have pretty solid. Now we were talking players. about we were talking about basketball. That seems mm-hmm. like another place where I could imagine basketball being a, a good sport because there are a bunch of tall, that's tall true, men, the ladies there. Yeah. You know, you know what country I think actually has a pretty solid v- volleyball team, if I remember correctly, was Poland. Mm, okay, hmm. which which uh, is kind of surprising. Uh, you know, I could also imagine field hockey being big in um, some of these Scandinavian mm. countries. Yeah, I, I know it's a Western that. European thing. But I, I don't know. It seems like I, I, maybe just because I picture all these countries being very green. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of fields. That's true. <laughs> so, Jared, what, what country do you associate with Hungary? What do you think is the most popular sport I there? Don't know. For some reason, the first thing that came to my mind, I'm just going to say it, is chess. I don't know why. No okay. idea why. <laughs> I would say chess is a game, but not a sport. Sure. Okay, so that's not a sport. You're, right. So you do have some boundaries. Well, there's no physical. Sure. No it's physical a mind aspect. Thing, yeah. You know, it's like it's but more that's a phys- it's, that's not physical, but that's an exercise. A mind. It's a mind exercise. exercise. So it's a game. Mind. Sure. Smart. Okay. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm just um, so hungry. Yes. Um, Give me a sport, not a game. Now for hungry. Obviously, they play soccer, but uh, is now you only have like the top biggest. This one is the on most your list. popular. Yeah. Okay. Which is not soccer, I imagine. It's not. Interesting. Boxing. Mm-hmm. Boxing. Boxing. See, now, I don't know much about boxing, I guess, but it doesn't surprise me that... I, I mean, I do know boxing is huge mm-hmm. in Eastern Europe in general. Okay. So, like, all, all of those, like, sort of ex-Soviet countries mm-hmm. have a, I think, a big boxing uh, love for boxing. Like, yeah. I know Ukraine, boxing is big mm-hmm. there, too. Well, I think boxing, a lot wrestling... Of those, like, isn't that where the Klitschko brothers are from? Probably. Um, I think so. Yeah, a lot of those like, uh, yeah, re- which is another reason why it's like, I wonder if that goes into your, you know, we talk about how Americans are obsessed with tough people sports, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll get into some more of those because obviously mm-hmm. there's some we haven't oh, mentioned. Yeah. But um, I wonder if that goes into part of the reason why we give Russians this, this. Uh, well, I mean, it's true, but like most of their sports that the Russians are into are all pretty violent. Hockey. Yeah. Uh, wrestling, mm-hmm. boxing, fighting. Yeah, boxing. Are, are, these are kind of there's three mm-hmm. top sports, and they're all 
violence based. Well, and the funny thing is, too, when I think of Russian athletes, and I don't know why I think this, but I automatically think of like pretty strong. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is. And for some reason, I picture missing teeth. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I think of that <laughs> for Canadian. most hockey players. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why, because yeah. I think of that for hockey players. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let, let's get into some other ones. Botswana. Botswana. Which is a country in Africa. Yeah. Uh, Botswana is, I believe, in the south of Africa, is it? I, I'm not sure. I'm just going to look up Botswana on a, on a map. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think I'll give you a clue. I'm Southern sh- Africa. I'm pretty sure they were occupied by the British. And that's why I said the South of Africa. Mm-hmm. And that clue was a big clue because I yep. believe it's cricket. Yep. Very good. And 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 so and that's why I said because uh, like I think it's cricket is big in those South uh, in those Southern countries. I know it's big in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Let's let's get into some smaller countries now, and let's let's see if you can guess some of these. This one's an interesting one. Switzerland. What hmm. what sport do you think is the most popular in, in the Schweiz in Switzerland? Would you call skiing a sport? Yeah. What's the oh, sport? For sure. What's the sport where you ski and uh, you shoot a gun every a triathlon? Uh, it's a winter uh, triathlon. Uh, I don't know a what decathlon. It's not the decathlon. That's, that's what. Uh, yeah. That's where you do all the. Yeah. Right. I think it's a winter. It's a type of triathlon. Uh, okay. Okay. Because yeah, 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 yeah. you do is the cross country skiing, you do the shooting, and then you do the. There's something else. Isn't is there? there? I thought. Uh, okay, maybe it's just maybe. those two. Biathlon. Yeah, that, that would be what it is. <laughs> um, what do you, uh, the only reason I say that for Switzerland is because it's, uh, it seems uh, prohibitively expensive of you a sport. You would think it would be skiing, <laughs> right, right. And that seems perfect for something Then you got to add horse riding at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yachting? Is it? Right, right. yachting. <laughs> exactly. That's in Monaco. That's yeah, in Monaco. that's exactly. <laughs> uh, so Switzerland, it's actually ice hockey. Interesting. Ice hockey. Mm-hmm. So I, I would take. I would peg them more for a soccer country. Nope, ice hockey. Apparently, it's ice hockey. Uh, now you got to give me mm-hmm. some, um, some like uh, Pacific I- I- island countries. There we go. I imagine it's rugby. Okay. Yep. Or yep, you are exactly well, right. I, now I wonder, do you have? Can you go to Australia? Because I imagine it might be rugby too. But a sport that is another sport that has always baffled me. What's that? AFL. Do you know what AFL is? Australian Football League, right? Yeah. Uh, and yes, it says Australian football is their number one sport. Is that the what the hell is Australian football? Type I don't in, know. Uh, type in Australian football on that computer and let's try to. You don't. You have no idea what it is. I have no idea. No. Oh, I. It's like a mix between like I like. I think it's, it's like a rugby rugby-esque. And football. Yeah, Australian uh, Australian rules football uh, or foot footy is a physical contact sport. Uh, its rules were codified in 1858 and probably predate all other modern forms of football. Uh, such as American Canadian rugby uh, and the so league. So it's older than rugby. Yeah. Uh, so Australian football, officially known as Australian football, is, is foot. Okay. I don't care. I, I don't care about the rules. What is the AFL? Aussie rules explain. Oh, it's a YouTube video. We don't, we don't got time for that today, Jared. Ain't nobody um, got time for that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. All right. So you gave up. <laughs> it's it's all YouTube links here. But anyways. You can't just click on the Wikipedia yeah, and just go over some like basic rules or something. I remember uh, speaking of rugby, though. While you're looking through that, I remember when um, when I was in Germany. Rugby's fairly popular in Europe. It's not the biggest sport in, in Germany, but it's fairly popular. Rugby was a sport. Oh, you're not listening. I shouldn't do this. I'm listening. Okay. Rugby. <laughs> for a second, it felt like I was just talking into the abyss. You're good. Uh, rugby was a sport that we played as a warm up game. Before soccer practice. Interesting. Okay. And it was so much fun and kind of terrifying. Mm. And for uh, the longest time, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a good idea, but it was fun. 
I actually remember one time, you know, I had one of my um, my zippy uppy uh, uh, Adidas tra- mm-hmm. soccer jacket thingies. Right. And one of my uh, one of my teammates was trying to tackle me. He grabbed the pocket of my probably ripped it right jacket and ripped just the whole Ooh. front. I was unwearable after that. I believe it. And it was also very cold that day. That's mm-hmm. why I was wearing it. So that was a fun practice. But. I remember playing rugby and it was fun. And we actually uh, played a couple times outside of soccer practice, but that probably wasn't a good idea. Probably not. Especially hey, since fun. I don't think we were playing on uh, something that was particularly as soft as grass when we were playing Ooh, personally. That can that can be dangerous. Uh, Just dumb stuff. Yeah. Just dumb. So Australian football, though, it comes from the colonial times uh, in Austri- uh, Australia. I keep wanting to say Austria. Uh And uh, compared to cricket and horse racing, football was considered uh, a mere amusement at the time, uh, and little was known of the earlier games. It's an amusement, right? Exactly. Um, Anyways, though, first rules: Uh, loosely organized Melbourne side, captained by some guy named Wills. Willis. Wills. Okay. Wills uh, played against other football enthusiasts in the winter and spring of 1858. The following year, on the 14th of May, the Melbourne Football Club officially came into being, making it one of the world's oldest football clubs, as in Australian football. Uh, three days later, Wills Hammersley, uh, uh, names Thompson, great. and teacher Thomas H. Smith uh, near the MCJ at the Parade Hotel uh, uh, drafted 10 rules. Uh, these are the laws from which Australian football evolved. Ooh. You want the 10 oh, rules, I, th- I guess? <laughs> I thought that's what I was leading up to. I was so Here. excited. Number one, the distance between the goals and the goalposts shall be decided upon by the captains of the sides playing. Interesting. Goal number two, uh, rule number two, the captains on each side shall toss for the choice of the goal. Uh, the side losing okay, the toss has to kick off from the center point between the goals. Three, a goal must be kicked fairly between the posts without touching either of them. Interesting, Interesting. because in U.S. football, if you it hit the post go and go in, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it works. Uh, and I think that's the same with rugby too. I don't think I don't think it matters if it touches the post or not. Uh, right, I'm I'm not sure. I don't uh, think it does. In, in case the ball is kicked behind goal, uh, any one side of the team who's uh, behind whose goal it is kicked may bring it 20 yards, so it's like a touchback, yeah. uh, in front of any portion space between the I like that first post. role where they, mm-hmm. I imagine them having a long discussion. It's like, oh, ooh, looks like Hammersley is really is, right. is pushing for 40, uh, 40 meters. This is this is a funny one, number seven. They're not British, I, uh, I just realized. Uh, yeah, you got up your, uh, your Aussie <laughs> accent there, mate. Uh, tripping and pushing are both allowed, but no hacking. So hacking? I can push you and uh, is that a hack like a karate ki- chop? Yeah, or kicking you probably. Yeah, would okay. be a hack. I would imagine. Yeah, hitting or kicking would be oh, a, a hack. kick would count as a hack. Probably, but you can trip. Yep. Uh, yeah, when sense. any players in rapid motion, uh, that's a funny one though because most sports have you know rules against tripping. Ice hockey, mm. soccer, in theory, you can't trip somebody. Sure. Well, yeah, you know, football you, can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. I guess I don't think so either. Like yeah. if you're chasing after someone, you can't do that right. thing where you <laughs> right. This is a funny one, number eight. The ball may be taken in hand only when caught from the foot or on the hop. In no case shall it be lifted from the ground. So it can bounce and you can catch it. Ah, okay. Yeah, but it, but it can't be lifted from the ground. So so yeah. if it's on the ground, I wonder, can you, you can so probably you have to bring somehow, it up to yourself. You have to somehow, or maybe kick it into someone else's hands yep. or something. Yep, I, I think. Interesting. I so, so you both play soccer with it? Oh, but listen to this. Yeah. But, and then you also kick it. Well, and then you also hand it. Here you go, Jared, right here. The ball while in play may under no circumstances be thrown. 
So that means yes. Whenever it's not going to so you always have to, have to pass it. it by kicking it. So yep. so in rugby, you can do that sort of you know sideways or backwards yep. pass that they yep. throw do, but you can't do that. In a, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, so that's we, Australian I, dude, football for you. I really learned something right there. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool, isn't it? I want to see what the ball looks like. Well, it looks like a rugby ball, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it it does, it does. Or more kind of kind of like a football, actually. It looks a little more torpedo-y like a football than a... Oh, no, it looks like a rugby ball. It's just interesting because, um, like, you like the fact that you, you're you kicking around like a ball on... Uh, once the ball hits the ground, like, you got to kick somehow kick this thing to someone else. But it's not like a... I don't know. They've got to figure it out. They're probably good at it. Um... All right. Do you have another country for me? Yeah. One second here. Let me get my list again. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, a lot of these are. Yeah. I'm going through the list. A lot Trying of these to find are soccer. Other than soccer. Exactly. Like as you can see. All right. Uh, let's see here. Here. I'll scoot this over. Oh, this is kind of an interesting one. What do you think are popular sports? And I'll give you a new bunch of countries, and it's all the same sport. Uh, Costa Rica, uh, Honduras, Panama. Is that pronounced? Se Seychelles. Se yeah, uh -huh. Se Seychelles maybe. Maybe, maybe we're yeah, shot in there. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, what Seychelles Island? I don't know. What sport or sports? I'm mean, gonna imagine baseball. Really? Water sports. It, so, it's I, so I wonder if that's just like water swim. sports. Yeah, that's what uh, it says. Okay. So I wonder if that means like swimming, diving, water skiing, diving, synchronized scuba diving would be a water sport. I would imagine is as scuba well. diving a sport. We're gonna call that a sport too, Chad. I guess physical activity. That's right. That's right. An amusement. <laughs> that's true. Okay, Jared. What sport do you think is pop popular in Ecuador? Most popular. Uh, uh, baseball. I'm surprised it's not soccer. No wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, Oman? Oman. That's in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's something we haven't said yet. It's not football. We have said this one. Okay. It's also wrestling. Okay, that was going to be my wrestling. guess. At yep, first, I yep. thought it was something we haven't said. Yep. Which now let me give you a couple country, uh, a couple sports, and tell me what country you think this might be. Uh, uh, Croatia. Oh, sorry, I was going the other <laughs> way. Croatia uh, is tennis. What? What? Uh, what uh, country do you think? Um, let's see here. What country do you think? Uh, a lot of these are soccer. Uh, cycling. What countries do you think might uh, cycling might be popular? Ooh, I think of the Netherlands. I don't. That one's probably football. I okay. don't see it. As sure, cycling. that's probably their top sport. Right. Maybe that's just because this is a, this player. one. You probably won't be able to guess. It's it's. Uh, it, they speak Spanish there. Okay, hold on. Don't give it to me because yep. you like to be quick yep. with giving me the answer. They speak Spanish there, and it's popular for cycling. I'm pretty sure it's in S Central America. Ah, uh, okay. Central South America. Panama. We're going. No, 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 no. Hold on. Nicaragua. No. Okay, I have no idea. I'm not El Salvador. El Salvador. Cycling apparently is really popular. Hmm. And the other country where cycling, cycling. is popular is uh, Congo, Republic of Congo. Now it's interesting that interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that that is considered a top sport because that didn't even cross my mind. I used to bike like a like a fool. Mm. So when I lived in, actually, not even just in Germany, but even before that, I biked a lot. I lived in the middle of nowhere and had mm. a in a big neighborhood, uh, so there was a lot of space. And then in Germany, I would commonly on a Saturday or Sunday just set out in just one direction for a long time, 
and end up in like different cities and shit and <laughs> and, and and just end up like it's surprising that my parents had no concern i'd be gone for like two hours just going off randomly by myself on a bike also how did i not have to pee those were the um, days <laughs> you're sweating it all out it, yeah and you had just endless amounts of energy and didn't even realize it um Biking has had has always been a constant in my life. Actually, mm-hmm. that biking is a good one. I guess that you'd probably count that as a sport too. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, that's probably one of my. I guess I don't want to call it top sports because mm-hmm. I've never really worked at it like I do soccer. You know, like soccer, I actively worked at getting better. I never really actively worked at getting better at, at normal biking or mountain biking. Mm-hmm. I just kind of do it. You know, right? But I think in the act of doing it, sure, you, you get know. better just by doing right. it. But but like I, I there could, are different goals. Too. I could get a lot better at mountain biking if I really committed to, to or or if you competed. Imagine if you sure. Were well, then I have to get better. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference. I think with soccer, yeah. you exactly there mm. was more of a, a benefit for me to get better because right. I'm right. yeah I'm actively trying to win. So Jared, I want you to give me five countries that you think uh, tennis is the number one. Let's see if you can just give me Ooh, five guesses and we'll tennis. see. Tennis. Yeah, tennis. Scotland. No. Okay. Is that so- just give me your five. So Scotland was your number one. <laughs> okay. Um, tennis. What the hell? Tennis? Mm-hmm. Spain. No, that's no, soccer. Spain would be soccer. Yeah, what am yep. I thinking? I'm just thinking yep. of famous like athletes. I'll give you a clue. A couple of these are in Asia. Okay. Uh, one of them is in the uh, Caribbean. One of them is what? in South America, believe it or not. Um, and uh, I think, well, two of them are technically, I guess, uh, South Asia, okay. East Asia, Pacific. Peru? No. Does start with a I P, I thought you though. said you were just going to have me. Well, so you said Scotland. Peru is no. <laughs> okay, okay. You got three more guesses. Um, I, I, Dude, I don't even know. What countries? What, w- w- sorry, say the areas again that, uh, that they're in. Uh, East Asia, South Asia. Okay, okay. Let me try an Asian one. East Asia, South Asia. Um, Korea? Do they good, play a lot good, of tennis good in guess, Korea? But I think it's actually soccer over there. Okay. So that was your third guess. You got two Indonesia. more. Indonesia. Uh, Singapore. N- no. no. Okay. No. I think that's Give me five. one. Oh, that is five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, the countries where tennis are the most popular, Bosnia and Herzegovina okay, is that one. Definitely would not have. Croatia. Okay. Nepal. You were so huh. close with Indonesia and uh, Nepal. Uh, Paraguay. Okay, I was actually gonna say Uruguay, but uh-huh. the reason, the thing that Soccer. stopped me is I thought of uh, Cavani. Yeah, like, he's good. Yep. Uh, Paraguay. <laughs> he's from Uruguay. And actually, according to this list, Republic of Vietnam. Suarez too, isn't he from Uruguay? I think so. Uh, or uh, yeah, I think he's from Uruguay. Sorry, yeah. and who else? Yeah. Vietnam is oh, a big okay. one for tennis as okay. well. Okay, interesting. Which is really fascinating though, because out of all of these countries. I can only think of one pro player, and he and I don't even think he plays anymore. But he was from Croatia. Um, hmm. But yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, obviously, I think a, a big key with. But can sports, you think of any pro players from any other sport from those countries? Uh, Name maybe a couple of, like uh, well, popular Vietnamese uh, athletes. Oh, I used to know a couple of table tennis players. Okay. I don't remember anymore. Um, yeah, is that, a, is that a popular sport there too? It's table not tennis? huge. It's okay, not huge, but they have. They so just happen to be some good ones that come right, out of there. Right. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think a lot of the players in, in some of the smaller 
Um, Asian countries tend to go to like China, Korea, Japan if they're really good players to develop more. Mm, um, sure. So that's another interesting thing too, like players going to and from different countries, right? Because I can imagine, I mean, if you are a basketball player, if you are a hockey player, if you are a, um, a football player, because they do play American football in other countries now too, mm. I mean, the U.S. is kind of the cream of the crop. Like this is where you want to be, sure. I would think. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe baseball as well. I wonder if there are any other baseball leagues that uh, can compete at the same level as the national baseball. I mean, league. I know baseball is popular in Japan, mm-hmm. Korea, too, Korea. I think. Yep. I, um, and they have leagues. I don't know how mm-hmm. popular they are. The th- and also, obviously, baseball is popular in in like a lot of um, like uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Haiti. Right. Yeah. But most of the best players from there are tr- obviously trying to come to the U.S. Yep. So I, I doubt there's a lot of room for riches and mm-hmm. professional sports in those countries. Whereas I would argue that most people would probably want to end up in Europe if you're playing uh, soccer. Yes. I feel like that's kind of the cream of the crop. Like, like Especially for us Americans, to hear about like an American going to play in some sort of English, or sorry, I th- said English because I was thinking of, uh, what's that, Polisic? He plays oh, for yeah. uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. We or, or like a, the goalie, the Howard guy. He used to play in uh, in Europe. I don't. I think he's retired in the UK. Now. Mm-hmm. But like uh, when you hear of an American going to Europe to play soccer, you're like, oh, they must be real good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that it's. Euro- I never understood. I mean, I guess it's just it, it actually makes sense. It's just money. I wonder because, why though Europe is is a higher competitive level than South America. Well, I, that's why. So, that's yeah. what I said. I, I think it's just money. I think right. there's this t- can offer more money to people. Well, I think it's, I think, yeah, money is a big one, which then money leads to better infrastructure, better training mm-hmm. centers, better, better, uh, like, you know, uh, the development camps for the kids, sure. uh, academies, all that stuff. You're, you're right. Um, I think a lot of it probably does boil down to yeah. money. Yeah. And, 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 and even, obviously, there, are, you can become, you can, I'm sure you can become a very successful soccer player in South America. Right. But I would imagine that the most successful soccer player in South America is probably making as much as like an average to lower average, you know, player in the Premier League right. or something like that. It's it's really fascinating to me as well how team sports really I think are so much more geographically located than more individual sports. Let me give you an example. So so like we were talking about with soccer or football, mm-hmm. right? You want to go to Europe. That tends to be kind of the cream of the crop. If you are a basketball player, a baseball player, an American football player, you want to come to the States. Mm-hmm. Whereas then if you have more individualized sports, like like a lot of racket sports, where it's either one person or two people, then, I mean, yes, there are certain places where I'm sure they have great academies, or, or like I know if you are a table tennis player, um, there are certain countries in Europe you want to go to and some countries in, in like China is great in terms of training and development and, and all of that stuff. But what's so fascinating is because because those more individual individualized sports, there's also more travel involved in terms of international travel. Like when mm-hmm. you think of tennis, especially think of all the different tournaments around the world. Whereas when you have a league that's like a German league, an English league, an sure. American league. It's just to me. I think that's really fascinating about travel and sports, and and how different that is depending on the sport. Right. It's it's similar similar concept in Formula One. Where the thing is, though, if you still if you want to become, you know, um, popular, you still have you, you have to train in Europe essentially. Right. But like, um, you know, they come from from all over the place, and and the, everyone 
reps some sort of country some sort of country that they're from most of them don't live in the country that they're from <laughs> like right like it's either monaco or, or a lot some of them live in the u.s like lewis hamilton lives in the u.s probably just because it's the one place he can go where he really doesn't get recognized that much sure um but like the u.s is popular for i think daniel ricardo also lives in the u.s but there is but they still do rep you know that country they're like oh and obviously it makes sense just because they live in a different country doesn't mean they don't love their own country but um, it, it is it is sort of a weird detachment from where you for, mm-hmm. from where you come and for, come from in the sense where you, it is like an international sport. You're going all over the place, and it's not like you know it's not like team this country versus de- team this country. It's right. also weird because like the uh, like the constructors, like the manufacturers that make the cars, like Mercedes, Ferrari, and stuff like that. Like when 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 a when a player wins when a racer wins they 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 play the national anthem for the country of the person mm-hmm. and the company of the that makes right. the car but for germany or for mercedes obviously i hear the german national anthem all the time cuz mm-hmm. mercedes always wins right but 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 mercedes formula 1 um headquarters is in england interesting and it's like and it's kind of an english company mm-hmm. but obviously just a german you know brand uh, right. on top of it so they're like no so it's just a, it's just the the lines are blurred and mm-hmm. it has really has nothing to do with where you are or where you're from it's more just like this sort of who you want to rep almost that makes sense okay i feel like i feel like sometimes that's how it works with soccer it seems like in in mm-hmm. a way what i mean is you know you have these very very big powerful clubs and those are the ones that people really want to rep yeah, you know, like like you know, you could make maybe you could make more money at at uh, a medium sized club somewhere and be the top star. Yes, right, or or even even a top tier team, but they're not the the upper echelon. Like I'm thinking of like PSG, right? Mm-hmm. They're always in, you know, they're in the Champions League. They're they're always competing, but they never seem to always be the ones winning right. a lot of the trophies. Mm-hmm. You know, other than like their stuff in in France. Sure. And so what's interesting about that is like you think of Neymar going to Paris, and some people say, well, he went there because he wanted to be kind of the focal the point of the team, right? Yeah. Um, and and so it's interesting how you know repping that. You know that emblem, that emblem, that city. How how that works and how that plays yeah. out. You know, it's actually interesting. That reminds me in Formula One as well. It's there. There are some people that, or well, there's one guy specifically. I'm thinking of Alex Albon. He's uh, half British, half Thai. So he grew up in in England, but his his uh, parents are Thai, and um, it it behooved him specifically to. Uh, to rep Thailand because that was what kind of got him into Formula One was the Thai government sponsoring him. Oh, cool! And and because they wanted to have a Thai racer in Formula mm-hmm. One, and so you know it's like, well, how do you choose England or you know Thailand over England? And it's like, well, you know, maybe he does uh, associate with one more than the other, but it's also sort of a business decision. Sure. Well, that's an interesting aspect of sports too is the multiculturality of it. Where, where you know you yeah, do have like a lot American of American soccer players, right? Right, mostly and, Europeans, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Well, even even that's the same with. Uh, there's a player on Bayern, Jamal Musiala. He's one of the youngest guys to ever score a goal in the Bundesliga, and he uh, he's British. Um, he's British and German, and so you yeah. know both countries are trying to get him to represent. And I think right now he's been uh, repping, you know, for, for England. So yeah, it's popular with like um, with like a lot of the African players too that mm-hmm. are that grew up in Europe, but. Uh, but have some sort of African descent. Like when it comes to like uh, Boateng, mm-hmm. his his he played for uh, or Jerome Boateng 
played for Germany, but then his brother, what is it, Freddie Prince Boateng? Kevin, Kevin Prince Kevin. Boateng. Kevin Prince. Mm-hmm. Freddie Prince is a, a... Anyway, Kevin Prince played for whatever African country they're from. I can't think of Ghana. what it is. Ghana. Ghana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The Ghana Black Stars, I think, is the... That's the a dope name. It is a cool name. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> it kind of has a double meaning, it too. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the cool thing about, uh, I think, sports in general and sports cultures, one, it promotes some unity i think among people and some community Mm -hmm. it promotes getting healthy and being active which i think is great um i do think it's interesting though the way different cultures perceive different types of sports yeah like i think what we what we like in terms of sports in the u.s i think a lot of countries might consider a little bit barbaric sure but then but then i think when you look at you know our our brothers and sisters in in russia for example they probably look at us and and say, oh, look at these little wimps or and Australia and, right. uh, and, and or Aussie and with their footy. Or, no, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, playing rugby. Yeah, right. they're like, oh, you need all those pads there, mate. And then, the, <laughs> and then the Pakistanis are just like, look at these idiots playing baseball. They yeah. should be playing cricket. Forty so wickets on a bowler. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah you uncivilized cricket does seem like a very classy sport to mm-hmm. me. I think I think cricket, tennis, and golf. For some reason, all three of those sports yeah. I consider kind of maybe, classier. Maybe uh, especially tennis and cricket, but maybe because I primarily associate those with British accent. Those are British mm. accent sports to me. Could be, could be. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm trying to think if there are any. Uh, you you know what country I think would be really interesting, and and this comes from I forget where I saw it, but I watched a video and Hannibal Burris was talking about. I think he either went to Thailand or the Philippines. And he did like a, a couple of weeks of uh, kickboxing type of training mm. there, Muay Thai, which is Thailand. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure, right? Mm-hmm. And so that would be really cool. Like, I think it'd be a really fascinating vacation to go somewhere for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And do like some intense, like sports training yes. like that in that culture. You get to meet some of the people. Well, that's part of the reason why I said South America because mm-hmm. uh, the jujitsu inter- uh, interests me. That would be cool. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of other, like, fighting sports. You have Krav Maga in uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, um, I think Hapkido is Korean, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that, but I think Taekwondo Hapkido. is Japanese, isn't it? Uh, I, I'm not sure, actually. There's a lot of different types of martial arts, too. That's really interesting. Shit, I mean, Kung, Kung Fu is Chinese, obviously. Yeah, but you don't really see Kung Fu, like, that's not, like, a popular competition. Uh, Taekwondo is a uh, Korean. Oh, okay. We'll see. Well, anyway, but that's like, is Kung Fu like a popular competition martial art? I'm not sure. I okay, don't know enough I know about Taekwondo it. is. I think Kung Fu is just the ancient martial arts right, so of, of karate. Saying. I think I could be wrong. You're saying a lot of big I am words. I'm saying a lot of big words here. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> but but I think the 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 difference in like types of fighting sports are really interesting. And then it seems like now. UFC has kind of brought all those together. Yeah, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, UFC though also is pretty brutal. Like if you watch it, sure. it can be. I don't like watching it because I don't right. enjoy that. I don't enjoy watching people get beat up. Right, right. Any any sport where I see a lot of blood, I'm not super interested. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I don't like watching things break. I mean, we we I've I, we <laughs> talked about Tom Segura. <laughs> oh, that started, was so. And I've probably watched his arm break about twelve times at this point. But in general, I do I hate watching like that sort of pain be inflicted on people. I right. like the sort of pain I like to be pain of, I like to watch is like car accidents. I enjoy a good car accident mm. watching it. Knock on wood as I have to drive home right. soon. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think for me the most important aspect of sports culture is it also really gives 
it, it's kind of a part of identity, like a cultural yes. identity. Like I think a lot of Americans are very proud that we have one of the best basketball, mm-hmm. football. You know, if, especially if you think about the Olympics. Yeah, too. I was just about to say that. I mean, Olympics is a is a national pride thing, and, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, the American basketball teams have just embarrassed the yep. world. Yep, <laughs> I think it's going to be a very long time until other countries can catch up to our level. And I don't, but I don't think they play as much professional. I mean, I think we still do very well, but I don't think they play as many professionals as they used to. Do they? Didn't they change some rule where I'm, they can't just sure. play NBA players anymore? Uh, I don't know. But once again, that just goes to show you how good the league right. is. You know, when you when you have that caliber. Yeah, um, it's really. It, it's, I mean, it's it's honestly hard to watch sometimes because it's it's so oh, dominant. they just clown on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like the Harlem Globetrotters or right. something. <laughs> right, they're just goofing on them. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, <clears throat> but for me, I agree with you though with the with like the community thing because it's definitely it's definitely what made what's made it probably the easiest for me to. Um, what is it called? Assimilate in, in Germany was, was the fact that I played soccer. Yeah. And it gave me a, a sort of a built-in group of friends immediately. And then also even like in the U.S., even though soccer, you know, even though I was a foot fairy, <laughs> there were other soccer players. And it did sort of just give you like this, like you when you go into a new school, it's like, all right, I know this person. Right. You know, and I've actually, you know, interacted with this person. And, and it just gives you, a, yeah, especially for soccer because so it is Jared, a fall let's, sport. So, Jared, let's do this. Let's name... In our opinion, what we might think would be the top five sports, if you were to go to a different country, if you want to be social and meet people and mm. get involved, Ooh, what do you think the top five? Obviously, great. soccer is number one, I think. Yes. Most that's, countries. That's un, undeniable. Mm-hmm. Undeniable soccer is going to be number one. Number yep. two. Okay, so see, now this is tough because... It really depends on the country. Yeah. I want to say volleyball. Okay. I actually am going to say volleyball okay. because, yes, it's super popular in South America, but it's also mm-hmm. a pretty popular, like, if you go to a beach, it's not uncommon anywhere. Right. It's not uncommon True. to see someone playing volleyball, and usually th- th- in those situations, pretty people are pretty inviting. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add volleyball up there okay. as one of them, beach volleyball specifically, let's, I guess. Let's, yeah, you give your top five. I'll give my top five. So number one for you is soccer. Mm-hmm. Number two is volleyball. Let's What's number three? basketball. Okay. Pick up basketball, super mm-hmm. common in the U.S. specifically. Right. Yep. Um, I'm not a huge basketball head, but for the most part, a lot of people can pick up a basketball and be at least mildly competent. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not great and I can't really hold my own on the court, but I can dribble and throw the ball in the hoop. So I'd say basketball. Okay. Okay. Those are the three I have so far. Soccer, volleyball, basketball. You need to, or we can just do top three. Let's do top three. Okay. Maybe if I hear yours, I'll think, maybe I'll think of something. Okay. Um, for my top three, and I'm thinking more of if you want to meet people and be social. Yes, me too. Um, I was too, right, by the way. Right. Uh, soccer is obviously number one, sure. without a doubt. I would say my number two would be basketball. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. uh, but I think volleyball is a great one for that as well. Um, I think volleyball is more accessible accessible because you don't even, not accessible, but it's a good one because you don't even have to be in like thinking about playing a sport right you just be at a beach and they're like hey who wants to play we need one more and that could be Mm -hmm. you you know right but the tricky thing with volleyball is you have to be somewhere where there's either a beach or where volleyball is popular enough in the country where they have nets at the parks or something yeah i think i'm specifically speaking about a beach situation Mm -hmm. which i mean first of all how often am i going to a beach let alone uh, uh, people that live in iowa or whatever right (laughs) right so so that's why i wouldn't put volleyball in the top three i'd say it's probably in the top five okay i would say um let's see here it's very easy also you know you don't need much i don't know but i get you i hear you keep going another one that i think is probably pretty social 
is, uh, believe it or not, would be like boxing slash martial arts because you go to a club, a dojo, a gym where there's going to be a lot of other people around. Um, you know, and so for example, so say people do say that it is a very inviting in- mm-hmm. environment, and because because of the nature of what you're doing, it's a very ego egoless in- experience, especially if you're mm-hmm. not like in an actual competition, right? Uh, and so I-, I could imagine that I yeah. could I could see that. So so I would say uh, I would say then uh, soccer, basketball. I would say three then would be martial arts. Okay. I would say some type of martial arts just because the environment in which you do it is pretty social from my understanding mm-hmm. of it. Very humbling. You know, well, sure. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking of like when you travel to different places, but this is more you kind of have to know where to go and stuff like that. It's but, I'm th- but, you, but if you're, but you're, you're talking about just sport, like if you're trying to be social in a, mm-hmm. in a new area, so let's right. say, I would say that martial arts is a pretty easy one mm-hmm. to find. I'm going to do top five because I want to do oh, that's a couple fine. more. Go, ahead. So, Go for it. Uh, so, okay. So, soccer, basketball, martial arts. I would say another really, really big one would be um, probably, uh, I would say tennis, maybe table tennis might be mm. more popular actually because uh, I know in a lot of countries you can go to and they'll have tables outside, whether they're concrete right. tables, they're metal tables. You know, I mean, you see those in parks in Europe. Or you, yeah, or you go to someone's house and, you know, they have one in their mm-hmm. basement. Right. So I'd say that's a really good social one. I would say tennis is another big but one. But tennis is not a good social one. You're not going to run into someone and play tennis or you're not going to, like, you have to plan a tennis playing with right. someone. You can't just, like, you're not just going to go to the tennis courts that's by true. yourself and hope that's that true. you can get a game going. Right. But you could probably do that with basketball. Right. If there are people around. I will say my last one, and this is really depends on the country. But I would say another huge one is baseball. If you're in a country yeah. that plays it, yeah, because like even even in the Czech Republic, they had uh, they didn't have baseball, but they had a softball league. Oh, really? And, and they would go play. Um, and I do even even like uh, you know I used to watch Hey Arnold all the time. I can't find it anymore, but. Um they were like playing baseball in the street all the time. That was their yep. sort of stickball, right? Goat. No, they played normal baseball, but uh, they're, this, this is not from the 1940s, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they they it was it was just the go to, and that one's another one where yeah, you, I mean you don't even need a proper bat; you just need a sturdy stick and some sort of ball. You know. So it's funny with softball. When I was living in Komutov in the Czech Republic, they had a softball team called the Beavers. The Komutov <laughs> Beaver softball team. Oh, another one maybe would be like a like a, a street hockey. Oh yeah, rollerblades yeah. or even just in your just shoes. a hockey stick. Yeah, yeah, shoes and hockey stick. You're right. You're right. We did that a lot in Germany um, during like a during like a like a PE like mm-hmm. it's a PE game. Well, and if you think about, say, if you were to move to a, a country where they have a lot of ice and snow. Yeah, I mean, pond hockey Dude, is a big one. Yes, I mean that that is how I and I imagine a lot of people. Learned how to ice skate. Yep. Was at my friend's house mm-hmm. at a pond in his backyard. He Same just, here, just yeah. on, with his extra skates. And then also, I've found myself playing pond hockey as someone like in high school, and maybe actually before that too. Definitely before that. Now that I think about it, as someone that in my mind can barely really skate competently, you know, mm-hmm. I can stand up and that's about it, and you know, go. And now I find myself uh, dodging people uh, ramming into me. Right. <laughs> so yes, I, I would say. Um, I didn't even think about that, but I would say ice hockey is very accessible in in cold locations. I would say ice hockey is, in a weird way, kind of the social equivalent of beach volleyball. Yeah, where where the can the weather conditions, the geographic location, and gives if, you the sport. And if if the game is coming up, there's there's a high likelihood 
that there will be extra skates for someone mm-hmm. because it's oh yeah you can wear my sisters or my brothers or my dads or something right. like extra that. gear at some point yeah, yeah and so like sure. i i've i've ice skated a lot uh random people's houses i've mm-hmm. never owned a pair of ice skates in my okay. life <laughs> so l- let me ask you this jared if 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 i were to drop you in in a country what would be your go-to if you could choose would it be soccer would yeah. that be your mm-hmm. go-to for okay. sure because that not only obviously is it the most popular, but it's also the one that I'm most competent at. Mm, and okay. so, um, you know, it's it's obviously you'd want to go into something. If I get to choose, I'd want to go into something which I at least have some right. sort of skill level for. I, I love soccer, but because I'm not one of the best players and, and because I used to play goalie, it seems like I always somehow end up being yeah, the goalie. Not, goalie is a little, sucks. Goalie is a lot less fun in mm-hmm. uh, like a pickup game. Oh, for sure. When you just want to get involved with the action. Exactly. So I would say for me, my favorite pickup sport, if you were to drop me somewhere, I would actually choose probably hockey. Hockey's uh, a good a pond one. hockey, yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be pond hockey. That's the great thing yeah, about street it. hockey too. Yeah, whatever yeah. you could do that in a lot of different climates. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. And those are both easy and accessible mm-hmm. sports, I would say. Yeah. Well, should we wrap up uh, today's episode on sure, sports dude. culture in different countries? Sure. I think the obviously the goes without saying the biggest one is obviously football or yeah. soccer around the world. I would say if you want to learn a sport or, or or learn about something where you could easily have a conversation with a lot of people, soccer is a great one. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of bar conversations I've had with people about their favorite teams, their favorite leagues, whatever. Yeah, the popularity um, of it just, mm-hmm. just commercially is, is gigantic, too. Yeah. Even in the U.S., people that don't really follow soccer might have a favorite team. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say if you're coming to the U.S., I would say if you want to be social, it's really useful to know something about either football, American football, mm-hmm. or basketball. basketball. Yeah. I would say if you if you know something about either of those two sports, you'll most likely be able to make some friends yes. or, or yes. do something like that. I think it's also really fun to experience going to an American football game, witnessing tailgating, watching the halftime show. What about There's like so a much. British or, or like a Mexican uh, soccer game? Oh, that'd be fun, too. You think sure. so? That seems intimidating. I mean, you got to make sure you're wearing the right jersey and you're in the right spot, Jared. But. The only reason I say Mexican specifically is because I had an old, old co-worker that used to talk, tell me about games that he went to where it's like, he, he, essentially, there's no sitting down happening for the right. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you better, you better root. And it's not even that you get like, it doesn't even seem like neutrality is an option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you got to root for the right team. Or else it could get ugly, you know? Absolutely. So, so yeah, I think another big aspect of sports culture in the U.S., a lot of it, I would say, has to do with the actual sports in the school system sure, for a lot yeah. of the more popular sports, whereas other countries, a lot of it's more club-oriented, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm not sure why we are so into contact sports in the U.S., uh, but it seems like... I don't think it's just an American like. thing. You keep saying that. But I'm We saying, talked about how, like, the how like uh russia is big for a lot of these mm-hmm. contact sports so is uh, australia and new zealand right. and parts of africa are, mm-hmm. uh, rugby's huge right but then but then i find it interesting that a lot of other countries like cricket's a huge one sure. whereas I, I don't think cricket's a contact sport from my understanding of it i don't think there's any contact right no. right um so you know golf can be a big one in, in you know i know in the uk it's pretty popular yeah um so yeah, it is interesting though. I, I mean, a lot of countries. You're right. A lot of countries do have contact. But as far sports. as the main sport goes, right? It seems like that's what we. That's what I like. I hate to say it. That's what I like to. I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched highlight like reels of dudes just getting clocked. I don't like that. I, I used to like it more, but maybe because of that concussion movie, mm. I think when I it bothers me more now to watch it 
happen because I'm I'm just like constantly now obviously it's fun sometimes to see someone get hit or something but I'm I'm constantly just thinking about the damage that's mm. done with every hit that happens sure. and I'm just like oh man that's your head bro yeah. or like when you, when you can hear that noise that helmet to helmet noise oh, I do not like sound. that noise well it's it's even worse let me tell you it's even worse when you're actually there I had a I had a teammate yeah, when um, I used yeah. to play ice hockey when he would hit people, dude, it sounded like a car accident, yeah, like straight like up. That. It was well. Crazy. And that's what they say about rugby. They're like, we're we're doing less damage to our body by because tackling they, each other with nothing because yep. we have that natural protection of ourselves, <laughs> which is true. I mean, yeah, I have some we can't ram our rugby. heads into each other. Right. Exactly. And well, and you don't run at somebody full. I mean, they right. they run, but they're smarter about it. Yeah. You, yeah. You can't just you do even. a full speed dive at someone right. because it's gonna hurt you, the diver, as as much as it's gonna hurt the divey. Exactly. Getting hit. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I think contact sports are a big one. Sorry, go ahead. No, and I was, and the, go ahead. the other the other important aspect of sports that you mentioned there, I think, is worth bringing up is is a lot of it comes down to money and funding. Yeah, like I think, and and like you mentioned with that Thai Formula One racer, I think a lot of it does come down to like what kind of support, and some of that I think comes from. Like on a cultural aspect, how do how do we want our country to be viewed around the world, mm-hmm. and or or do we want more presence? Like I know, like before the Olympics, you know, China they've been beefing up all of their sports over there, sure, um, and they have some amazing athletes coming out of China. You know, in the past it used to be obviously table tennis; they've been a dominating force for years, for decades. Um, but basketball is relatively new, right? And, it and, and quickly became right. huge. Well, just look at all the other Chinese athletes that you know competed in like other sports. You know, swimming, diving, all these other ones, and maybe not swimming, but like diving, um, gymnastics. Yeah. That was a, oh, that's mm-hmm. a popular Russian one too. Oh yeah, granted yeah. they like ballet, to use the uh, the drogues a little bit. Right. Well, uh, well, weightlifting, <laughs> powerlifting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's uh, where some of the first, uh, if I remember correctly, I thought it was coming out of the Soviet Union, were some of the first steroids. I could be wrong about that. I believe I, I heard that. Like that's where the first sort of development started. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is really interesting. The Olympics plays a big role. We didn't really talk about that today, but that's no. a, that's a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the hockey rivalries, mm-hmm. even yep. the. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the only time I care about people running. Well, it's interesting <laughs> how how also the different the the summer sports and winter sports how that brings different pride to different countries. Like I know in Austria, right. when winter sports gear up, that's a big deal because they have right. some great skiers and they do well. But they don't really they're not really you know there's not much rooting in in the uh, summer Olympics. I matter I imagine for Austria right. exactly exactly. Yeah. So it's it's really fascinating. Um, and it's so cool just to see all the different athletes from around the world and, 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 you know, the way they just their performances, you know, it's really yeah. great. It's, it's, it's cool. You can learn about other places, other cultures, other people, um, and sports are a great way Dude, to bring people I'm together. I'm glad that we learned about Australian rules football today. That was, that was interesting. Very insightful. That was really interesting. Absolutely. Well, let us know what some of your favorite sports are either to watch or to play you in your country. Um, and how your culture celebrates those sports. Uh, Without a doubt, uh, we are definitely sports fans here at the Untranslatable Podcast, uh, so we would love to hear it. And you can reach us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can also uh, check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Ooh, as a teaser for you. <laughs> <laughs>
just because I can for the people. I got a good story for you next episode. Ooh, I'm we, excited. We're going to have a fun conversation. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. It's not a rate the apology, although there might be apology in there somewhere, but it's bigger than that. Mm. This, this is quite the story. Now I'm, I'm very curious. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for our next episode as well because, uh, well, as you know, Jared, I'm not, I'm not the car aficionado or connoisseur that you are, yeah. but I do think I've done enough traveling to have some stuff to talk about related to cars for our next Well, that's episode. why I was trying to think about how we were going to do it mm-hmm. because, obviously, I'm not just going to sit here and, and lecture me about cars exactly, for an hour and a half. Exactly. Why not? So, but I, well, <laughs> I think I I want to get some, learn a lot. some of your opinions on like quote unquote car culture mm. in different in different countries that we've both been in. It'll be fun too because you're the expert and I really do not know very much about it. Right. So just so from your fun. own um, exactly two very different. I want, I want to get more of your opinion and then I'll, I'll, I'll t- maybe respond to that. I just don't want to be like, well, so in this country, this is how, the kind of cars they like, and then this country, <laughs> oh, this is where the Nissan GTR comes from. I love that car. Right. You know, I don't want to do right. that. Yeah, it just becomes an hour to have a new tell me. Cars you like from different <laughs> countries. That would be funny. Oh man, that would be funny.